What's up, everybody? It is Friday, October 22nd. You are listening to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Pat had to hop on a plane to head to Wichita for Friday night SmackDown on Fox tonight at 8 p.m. Great show on this feel-good Friday. Dan Orlovsky makes his return. Coach JB, obviously, and Pat and AJ discuss last night's Thursday night football game and look ahead to the Week 7 NFL slate. It's a good one. Let's get into it. Risk-free same-game parlay, one week removed from Tom Brady fucking us all over with his kneel downs. Zero out of four of the legs that we put together after studying for hours and hours on last night's game hit. Shit. So worst same game parlay we've ever put out. It was a rough night. Didn't sleep much, to be honest with you. Got a lot of tweets telling me how terrible of a person I am. A lot of people telling me how I lost them her mortgage, how I lost them her house, how their kids are no longer going to be able to go to school because the risk-free same game parlay that we put out there won 0 for 4 Now, I will say that the council and I had a long meeting yesterday morning to decide what was and what was not going to be put onto the same game parlay. Some of our decisions... Hindsight, good. Some of our decisions, hindsight, terrible. <laughs> Case Keenum looked a lot better than I think anybody could imagine, but how did we know that Dearness Johnson was going to be the best running back in the fucking NFL out of nowhere? This guy was sending DMs to all the AFL teams just back in 2018 saying, hey, how you doing? Keep moving. Went to USF. Wondering if I could send you a video and see if you could put me on a team. He goes to the Orlando Apollos. Then all of a sudden he ends up on the Cleveland Browns. Chubb, Hunt, both get paid, both get hurt, both all pros. Now this guy gets a chance and runs all over the Denver Broncos, who might be in big trouble. And I hate to break to old Ethan in Texas, who's a Broncos fan, who called yesterday and told us basically we won't talk enough about the Broncos. That team fucking stinks, dude. Stinks. I don't know how or why they stink. In Von Miller, there is no structural damage on his ankle after getting injured and getting taken out of there. But last night, the story of the night was Dearness Johnson being one of the coolest stories I have ever heard of in some time. Seems to be so upbeat, seems to be so happy, an absolute stud. And I would like to let everybody know that at one point during our council meeting yesterday morning, that risk-free same-game parlay was going to have a lot of Dearness Johnson. Oh, yeah. That's that's on me. No, no, no. No, because you also said hit the under. And the under did hit. And I said, no, we can't do the under because if that thing ends in the first quarter, second quarter, then there's nothing really to hold on hope to for the third quarter, fourth quarter. So we got rid of one of Tone's bets. We put in a couple other ones. We did all the research. Tim Patrick wasn't even on the team till the fourth quarter. I don't know what the hell's going on, but I promise you the Cleveland Browns got to be feeling great about what happened last night. The Denver Broncos should be feeling absolutely terrible about what happened last night. What's Vic Fangio's future look like? What's Teddy Bridgewater's future like when he had a bad quad, bad foot, couldn't really complete many passes? Who knows? how this whole thing goes for them over there at Mile High City, but I'm incredibly proud and happy for the Cleveland Browns squad. That was a ragtag bunch that was basically thrown together and did an incredible job. Now, is Odell Beckham Jr. dead? Made a couple plays in the second half. Okay, mm-hmm. first half, everybody's saying this guy's big waste of money, big waste of spot. Who knows? Why is he here dropping balls, falling off for routes? Michael Lombardi said, hey, when guys who have incredibly great hands start dropping balls, it normally means that their legs are potentially gone, which means they're worried about what they're running. They're a little bit tired. They're not as focused on their hands. Odell Beckham Jr. has always had incredible hands. Looks like he had a rough first half. Came back to it in the second half. But who knows how that whole thing goes? If he gets cut this year or released $15.5 million in dead cap, if he's gone after this season next year, no money. Look for Odell Beckham Jr.'s on-the-move conversations to start heating up 
today. Yeah. Everybody's going to be talking about that because I think at this point, we don't know what the future looks like for Odell, who I am a massive fan of, always have been, always will be. Jarvis Landry got the ball like 15 times in the first quarter. Case Keenum was slinging it, but that the Ernest Johnson story is one that makes the NFL absolutely beautiful. Next man up mentality is always something that's chit-chatted about. Hey, whenever somebody goes down, you get an opportunity, you grab a hold of that thing and you ride that son of a bitch as hard as you can. Dearness Johnson did that in a beautiful fashion. Who knows what his future looks like, by the way. What happens when Chubb and Hunt get back and you got Dearness Johnson sitting, what, on the bench? Is he going to be playing special teams? Are other teams going to be calling about Dearness Johnson? they got a lot of things to figure out. It was a great Thursday night football game that we had no expectations were uh, for, except for the risk-free same game parlay not hitting at all. Yeah. Come on. Joining me, uh, the talks table at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt, Hammer Don host Tone Diggs. Tone Diggs, your thoughts on the game last night? Yeah, I'll, I'll wear the same game parlay. I mean, two of those legs I I vouched for, and people tell me I suck every day, so I'm cool with that. No, 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 um, no, no. People tell me I suck every single day. You don't suck, Tone. You're the host of one of the hottest gambling shows on earth, Hammer Don, which happens 15 minutes after this show ends every single day at youtube.com forward slash Hammer Don. So I don't think it's your fault at all. Pe- piecing together. Okay, a same game parlay on a game where we didn't know where anybody was going to play was difficult, but I do put a lot of uh, credence on the fact that we did our research. We did. Uh, Everything seemed to be crystal clear. I mean, we did have Teddy Bridgewater thrown for 110 yards between two uh, wide receivers that it didn't appear as if the ball was going to make to a couple of them on a couple different occasions. That guy was banged up, bruised, battered. We didn't know that. We could have never known. He was banged up in the Cleveland Browns defense has not been great as of late. They've now played – they played really good last night. Uh, did not see that coming. I mean, I guess we could have t- – or the Broncos have only been good against three of the worst teams in the NFL. They stink, huh? Yeah. Oh, my God. Not What's good. that all about? What was the conversation if Aaron Rodgers goes there, they're going to win the Super Bowl? Is that because he's Aaron Rodgers? I and mean, maybe he would. Maybe he would, mm-hmm. by the way. I'm not 100% sure. But there wasn't even a thought to put Drew Locke in, it seemed like, at halftime. Now, there was a little bit of uh, Tr- uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck were saying, what are the Denver Broncos going to do in the second half? Are they going to bring in Drew Locke to bring a little bit of a spark to that offense? So much so that we actually saw Drew Locke talking with the ball guy, and he was uh, like, it looked like he was like, yeah, this ball's good, this ball's good. Then Teddy jogs out there. They start hitting a little bit, you know? And to their credit, they kept that thing close when it didn't seem like it was going to be close at all their defense couldn't get any stops until they absolutely needed one kept that game kind of close for a bit but inevitably the Browns just ran the Broncos right out of fucking Cleveland yeah I mean it was a breezy night and I assume everybody's going to use a long weekend and Teddy Bridgewater is probably going to get the quad drained and the the foot iced and everything like that but what a game for the risk-free same game parlay to go oh for four I don't even know how that's possible I think it would have been one for four but Fandle managed to change it from 67 and a half to 70 true true it's a great point Nobody's talking about that. Nope. And the reason why we had to do that is because the odds potentially change and they can say uh, put because we're not allowed to have a parlay put it. These are the. Listen, we agreed to these rules. Mm-hmm. We agreed to these rules of FanDuel whenever we're talking about this risk-free same-game parlay. It has to be above plus 400, below 2,000. It has to be more than uh, – uh, it has to be either four or more legs. can't be more than six legs. So there is a set of rules that have been created by us in FanDuel. And FanDuel has beaten our ass, to be honest. And last night it was the worst one. But you're right. We could have hit a couple, but no way in hell could any of us know that Ernest Johnson might be the best yeah. running back in the NFL. Yeah. Case Keenum was slinging it. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Slinging, slinging, slinging. Underthrow. Sling, sling, sling. Sling, 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 underthrow. Sling, 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 
underthrow. But then all of a sudden, whenever you realize, like, hey, Batania is going to move this entire, just run right behind him. Yeah. And that's what Dearness Johnson was doing. Great cuts, great magic, great moves. But they took the ball out of Case Keenum's hand. As soon as that happened, oh, we're, we're fucked. Yeah. And I thought potentially maybe all you need is one to Tim Patrick. Go ahead and let him go. There's 40. Cortland Sutton started getting the ball on the sideline. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. We're going to get this. We're going to backdoor this thing. I, in the fourth quarter, I thought there's a chance we backdoor. And then the Cleveland Browns went on a 97-yard yeah. drive <laughs> yeah. with yeah. all runs. And it was like, this Denver Broncos team stinks. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what happens. They seem to lack uh, uh, any will, any inspiration, yeah. anything like that. And I think that bodes bad for Vic Fangio in his future. Who knows what that's going to work out. At Boston Connor, your thoughts on the game last night? I mean, it flew. Like, to your point, they were just running fast the ball. Fast game. It, so fast. I couldn't believe it. The second half felt like it was damn near 45 minutes. And usually, you know, you expect to be up, especially recently, till midnight, 1 o'clock, because these primetime games, everything's been happening. But Baker on the sideline. I thought Baker was going to be kind of like, Stooge, sit on the bench, not really give a shit. He was clicking his pen. He was writing notes. He was listening to the plays. He was going nuts. Did he do a two-minute all by himself before the game started? I don't know. I don't that's think what I was so. worried about. Because he probably would have snapped his arm in half if he would have. Well, that's the interesting thing. Whenever you're breaking a huddle with no people, you never know what's going to happen to your humorous bone, especially if it's already cracked. Uh -huh. I don't know how that news didn't get out earlier in the day until Jay Glazer was able to break that just an hour before he kickoff basically mm -hmm. not only is it a torn labor remember ian rapport torres he's got to tighten that up mm -hmm. that's right you know how the fuck are you gonna tighten up a torn labor <laughs> i mean that was a very fascinating as soon as ian rapport said you know he's got to tighten that thing up a little bit i literally how the f what does that even mean <laughs> well you know the muscles around it and then all of a sudden jay glazer uh he kind of just dropped it in there casually by the way uh also broken humorous bone which i always thought was funny bone. so did i mm -hmm. thought it was the elbow yeah me too i said what the hell's going on here not too funny no funny bone right no it's actually the humor Turns out that's in the shoulder. Yeah, what? Who knew? I learned a lot yesterday about Baker Mayfield potentially playing through a lot of pain. He had a broken bone and a torn labrum, still going out there. They had to give him some insane shots. But you're right. I liked how invested Baker Mayfield was in the game in Case Keenum and in his teammates, Dearness Johnson, playing very well. The future, though, I, I mean, now with Baker Mayfield definitely being out. Yeah. Yeah. And they're saying, well, whenever the broken humerus heals, he'll be able to get back because the uh, rotator cuff will be able to keep the torn labrum and check or whatever. It's like, okay, so you need a torn labrum to heal itself and you need a bone to heal itself. I might know Jack. No, I think it was up here, wasn't it? That's what so I that's the whole humorous bone. So we were kind of right about the, the elbow. No, see, I don't know. Cause that was not the graph that they that I seen on it. It, it was said it was something yeah, up, in, up, here. up in here. So we might have been lied to. H-U-M-E-R-U-S, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll look again. Sorry. No, no, you're probably right. What I'm saying is I was very confused last night because they were saying it was up in, like up in the... the, the like near the clavicle. I looked this morning, I saw that picture as well. But then there's also like a second thing like up here that connects it to that longer thing. So there's humori. There might be humori. So there's two humoruses? There's humori in mm -hmm. the body? Yeah. Whatever the case, I don't know how bones just join back together yeah. i don't know if that happens i wish it would for baker it seems like he's obviously very invested in the team but that's a heartbreaker for baker mayfield who's coming into a contract deciding season now it looks like he's going to be out for at least some time until his i mean what do you do drink milk is that right is yeah. milk what yeah. so, milk yeah that's what he's got to do he's mm -hmm. just got to house milk out there i don't even know how you get the bone to come back and let alone the torn labrum just join each other back into the whole thing I, it makes no sense well and like you were saying yesterday like okay that's all good and well until he gets hit one more time or until he goes down on it like there's a good chance that what it just breaks again like it's not going to heal to the point in three weeks where he doesn't have to worry about it the rest of the season like they, they, i think they are in trouble and then on the other side going back to what you said about drew lock like 
how bad does it bode for him if Teddy looks <sighs> like that, he's hurt, and they still won't go to him? Like, yeah, Drew Locke got buried left. Yeah, uh-huh. they're they're in bad shape. Like, and it, right now, I mean, who knows? They could lose a bunch of games and get a decent draft pick and the quarterbacks aren't that great in this class but they're looking like they're going to be middle of the road again oh they're looking for Aaron Rodgers mm. I mean it seems like that's like they you know Elway wants a guy I mean shit they before the game last night they they went through the the amount of guys who have started for the Broncos and it's just terrible like they they need to get an established guy otherwise I feel like we just it's the same team every year it felt like Elway at one point was like is Tim Patrick on our fucking <laughs> yeah he, they, they had him up in the booth or the suite, and he had these tiny little binoculars. They're like this big. And I think he was asking the same question as us. What the fuck is going on out there? Because they look, that offense looked non-existent. I mean, it looked, it looked absolutely terrible. Melvin Gordon, was the third, was running for two yards, one, three yards. Yeah. I'm like, all right, we're going to get to 25 yards from this guy. <laughs> then they actually split time with uh, 33. Javante Williams. Yeah, Rookie. they actually split time in there. I don't know. If, I mean, maybe it's a good idea, I guess. Chubb and Hunt do the same thing. But, man, once somebody – nobody got going. No. Nope. Teddy Bridgewater never really seemed comfortable. He had terrible quad. He, we saw him um, – he had a press conference either after the game or before the game, and we saw him actually have to jump off the podium because he couldn't put weight on his leg. He was trying to avoid Miles Garrett and the boys. Javion Clowney's playing last night. I mean, it just seems like the Denver Broncos, in a very difficult division – Showed last night that they might they might completely stink. That might be there. He is. What the fuck he saying? I, I, did I not pay some of these guys? How much money are we using? Now remember, he did promote himself, not fire himself. Right. He promoted mm-hmm. himself to above the GM. Yes. And he was just as flustered as all this. I wonder if he was looking at Drew Locke on the sideline and saying, nah, there's no way we put that guy in, even though our offense isn't moving. And Teddy Bridgewater looks like he needs at least two canes, maybe a stroller to get around this entire game. That place is completely lost. Mm-hmm. Denver Broncos, and we have obvious connections to the Broncos. Right. I have friends that are coaching over there. That, look, that looked like an un- that looked bad. And on the flip side, that could have been a turn of the tide for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who were on a bit of a schneid, short week, Thursday night football. People... You know, I guess it was only one, one and a half, I think, whenever kickoff happened. Denver Broncos were getting one and a half, so the Browns were still favored. And even more so, if you're a Broncos fan, you got to be like, well, our team fucking stinks. We weren't even favored when nobody knew who was going to be playing for the Browns. We're both in the AFC. The Browns are fourth in the AFC North, let alone being in the AFC West, which is absolutely packed. If you're a Broncos fan, last night had to be a bit alarming, a bit jolting. And for me... I think I had a little bit too much faith in them. I assume a lot of Broncos fans did the same exact thing. Well, and you go back to the draft earlier this year where General George Payton, their GM, said, mm-hmm. like, hey, we got a cornerback because it's a lot harder to get a corner. Like, they could have had Justin Fields. They could have had Mac Jones. Like, they had opportunities, and I'm sure they've looked ahead at next year's draft class, and it's like, okay, we might not find our guy here. Like, they had chances to to get a guy, who, and, and maybe they thought Teddy was, but it's I think it's pretty apparent. That- hey, real quick, Sertain's a guy, though, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. he's very, very good. good. Very good. And they took Javante with the 35th overall like so and uh, Melvin Gordon was pissed when that happened and Melvin Gordon by the way looked like a good teammate and, and yeah. the only reason why I'm saying that is because when Von Miller was getting helped off I don't know if everybody the first person on the sideline was almost Melvin Gordon like you okay and he was having a terrible game at that point mm-hmm. and he knows that he's splitting time with a rookie who was drafted high like I think Melvin Gordon good teammate mm-hmm. but they're gonna have to figure a lot out over there I can't believe we went over four on that thing 
I cannot believe it. That game was a dud. It it was not good. And we also didn't have any of the Browns players that we could have put props in because it was so early on in the day yesterday. But at least you were not, or any of us, the cameraman on the sideline (laughs) when Justin Simmons absolutely decleated him. Well, I mean, that photog. Oh, man. He got folded. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You're in a compromising position. First of all, look at that lens, Z. Hey, Z, look at that lens. It's on. amazing lens. Hey, that's a good-ass lens on yeah. this guy. Yeah. I think his name's Tom. Matt Starkey. Matt. Sorry. <laughs> close. Very close. <laughs> There's a couple of T's. He's a photographer. He is. Incredible. Amazing. This guy is very good at his job. Yeah. I mean, the lens. Yeah. The bigger the lens, <laughs> the bigger the possibilities. Shout out you for using Photog. Yeah. Yeah. I felt everybody was talking about it. Photog just felt like the right word there. But him sitting in there, getting the shot, and probably not even realizing what was about to happen, eating it, hair flying, puts the hat back on, gets that camera right back in there. What a legend. Congrats, Matt, on surviving. Because, I mean, that was a cut block right to his... I mean, it looks like his kit and caboodle right here. He got folded right in mm-hmm. half. There were some things to look forward to, but that game did stink. I mean, it was bad. It was, bad. it was very quick, though. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Which works for us, because that was not very fun to well, watch. Well, it didn't work for us last night. I, as I saw that clock ticking, I was like, what <laughs> are we? Minute. It's already fourth quarter. We don't have enough time. <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of yards we got to get here. Are they putting Drew Lock in now, or when are they going to do that? That thing was just flying by. And I can't stress this enough. Although the risk-free same-game parlay, you know, had its worst performance it's ever had last night. Oh, for four. I mean, that is. Damn. I mean, how do you go? Uh, that's almost more impressive. Because the last same game parlay that didn't hit, a lot of people were like, oh, is it time to fade the same game parlay? I'm like, well, to fade it, you would have to, what, fade every single bet that we made yeah, in there? Right. So last week, you would have won one for five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The week before that, you would have won, I think, two for five. The week before that, you would have won one for five. So is it fade? Like, a lot of people were, last night, you faded. I mean, it would have been. You would have been all right. You would have been fucking winning. <laughs> no, no, so no, I always no. wanted to tell a couple people uh, that were like, tell me, oh, is it time to fade, fade, fade? I'm like, well, to fade, you would have to fade each bet individually or maybe piece together a parlay of your own with the opposite of this. But you would not have won until last night. So congrats to those particular They people. still would have lost. Why? Because the Tim Patrick over hit, and you can't take the under of an alternate. We had to take the alternate 70 or over. Uh, or not Tim Patrick. Sorry, Cortland Sutton. It's those little things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's those little tiny yep. things. That's right. There were those details that get lost in... Uh, in translation with the uh, beautiful people, but that will not change. The super boost is still three for three. Oh, that's right. So everybody's saying that I'm working for. Uh, I blocked a lot of people this morning. It's my new thing. If you're saying that I'm openly trying to make money for Fanduel and fuck over me, this office, and the people that listen and watch. I am blocking. I do not have time for you. We do not work for FanDuel. Okay, FanDuel is a partner of our show, just like we don't work for Mad Dog Radio. They license our show, okay? Mm-hmm. No say over anything that happens over here, just like FanDuel. No say over anything that happens here. I am tired of people telling me that I'm fucking stealing money from us in general and trying to make FanDuel money. That is not the case. No. So I'm fed up. A lot of blocking. you got to be a clown if you do that. And also, we, we talked about it yesterday off air next week. Be a little bit easier for the same game parlay. We we know the players, we know the game. Next week, it's time to go. What are we going to go with next week? I mean, I I don't even. I don't even know. I'm going to sit this one out. Nuke, Kyler, Kyler, AJ Mike, Thursday Night Football. AJ Green just scored Mm -hmm. a touchdown last week. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Of course. 
No same game parlays are easy, but at some point that is going to have to hit. And I hope everybody opted in, got the risk-free option. If not, I promise we will hit one of those and we will celebrate in a super boost this weekend. We'll hit. And the super boost, by the way, actually more detrimental to FanDuel than the same game parlay that is risk-free because everybody gets their money back on the risk-free same game parlay. The boosted odds actually fuck FanDuel more. And we've hit the last three, going to hit four this weekend. Let's go. Boom. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. I get it. <laughs> that is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction, so... Let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Lasts a long time. Banging it, banging it, banging it. Yeah, it's yeah. Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. That's Boom. right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yeah, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, speaking of making life easy and grand, is a man who's the authority on quarterbacks for ESPN, former teammate of mine, a guy who has gotten himself into some shit, I don't know, two to three hundred times over the last year. Ladies yep. and gentlemen, Dan Rask. Hey, Dan, what's up, dude? What's up, pal? How are you? Thanks for having me back on after I begged you six times. <laughs> I told you this. I didn't want you to have to ask for permission to come on the show. Now that that seems to no longer be the case, I'm happy to have you on here, and you are the best. You make our show better, pal. Yeah, what well, you... it's great to be back, man. I'm glad my, you know, my begging kind of got me back on. What you is? Could say, what are that? you? What are you wearing? What is that? Oh, uh, I don't know. It's I. I watch your show every day, and you don't ever have sleeves on. So I just I wanted to make sure that you knew, like, you're not the only person that could wear shirts without sleeves. You know. Hey, is that a medium? That's a medium. So, nah, that's probably it. <laughs> 3x no, <laughs> no, 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 Dan, you're getting small. We're seeing you look. It's good. a medium. Oh, <laughs> wow. No, hey, good for you. Medium. What are you doing? It work? is so good to be back on your show. What are you doing? CrossFit? You doing workouts? Peloton? Nah, I don't do CrossFit. No, I mean, I do the Peloton a couple times a week. Um, and then I just, I don't know, work out. Body weight stuff, man. You look amazing. You're crushing it. Your I NFL know. live crew seems to be tighter than ever. Did you guys just decide, hey, we need to go to bat for each other on the internet more. It seems like you guys are tighter than you've ever been. 
Uh, yeah, we're talking. I think the the thing that we we like like legit have is good friendships off screen. You know, I've known Marcus. I mean, Marcus and I were the same draft class, so I've known Marcus since '05. Um, and just Rutledge, Mina, and RC, we've just gelled, man. I mean, I've known RC for years as well. So yeah, I think we've made a conscious effort of like we understand the power of the internet. You might know a thing or two about that, and so I think we've made a conscious effort of try to use that platform. For, uh, for, you know, growth and positivity type thing. We're learning a lot from you guys whenever you do film breakdowns and everything like that. So we appreciate you as also members of sports media. Laura Rutledge talked to me like I was the biggest idiot she's ever met in her entire life the first couple times she met me. So, you know, I don't know how my relationship is with her, but everybody else on that thing, I absolutely fucking love. I enjoy what the show has become, the community, the culture. And let's talk about what you guys talk about on there on the daily basis, which is the NFL. Now, Whenever you look at that game last night, okay, and obviously Baker with a, torn, a broken humerus, a torn labrum, yeah. that's bad news. And they're saying it has to heal. I don't know how that works. I'm not a, a botanist or whatever it is. The yeah. I don't, You got to drink more milk. I don't know how that happens. Mm-hmm. Seems like Baker's going to be out for some time. Is Case the guy, you think, going forward? And what does this mean for the Cleveland Browns in the future with Baker on this contract year, Dan? Yeah, you may not be a botanist. I'm a geologist, so I've got it taken care of. But, um, it's nice of you. I think Baker, from what I've heard from people that are, you know, in the medical profession, that this is something that can heal really quickly, like two or three weeks, the bone itself. Um, And once the bone heals, they can strengthen some stuff around it. So I don't think it's like out of the, this is again, just like the doctor people that I've spoken to. Um, I'm in the camp that I don't think this has tremendous impact on the future of Baker Mayfield's potential as the starting quarterback for the Browns. I do not think Case Keenum is the future there. He might be the guy for the next couple weeks. We know what Case Keenum is. I do think it throws an incredible wrench in the plans. You know, seven, eight weeks ago, the Browns were, let's win our division. Let's win our division. Let's make a run at the AFC title game and or Super Bowl. Let's figure out if our quarterback is like the guy, right? The guy that we can win games because of. And I think because of the Baker injury and all the other injuries, you know, winning the division is you got to recalibrate your goals, so to speak. You know, is it still potential to get that done? Yes, but we have to be honest about where they are with all those injuries. Um, You know, and with the Baker thing, you go, okay, for the first six weeks, he didn't play well. And I would say that for 90% of that, it was attached to, the shoulder and kind of the impact that that's had. So if he misses another game or two, then you're halfway through the season. So it, the evaluation, one of the most important parts of this season is going to be very much so up in the air. So I still think Baker is the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns moving forward. I think it's crazy for people to think that they are just going to randomly move on from Baker Mayfield at the end of this season. I think it's where, what are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Who are you going to go get that you think is a better option? A lot of Ivy league people making decisions over there in Cleveland right now, obviously a couple that we know personally who are incredibly intelligent, both on the field, off the field and everything like that. Andrew Barry has a massive decision to make because that roster is filled with talent. Now, speaking of, they were still favored going against a Denver Broncos team who had all their starters basically in the game. And this Denver Broncos team started 3-0 and against Jets, Jags, and Giants. They've gone yeah. on an absolute slide. Teddy Bridgewater with a bad quad, bad foot. They didn't even think to put in Drew Locke. Broncos look bad last night as a team, as a culture, as an organization. Don't you agree? And how do they get this thing fixed? 
Well, I think they're they're missing four starters as a football team. I oh, mean, you know, at, they missed Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. Oh, I mean, yeah, true. They were three and zero when they had those guys, and then Hamler got Judy got hurt in week three, and then Hamler got hurt in week I think four. Once those two, re- this offense was built around the skill position guys, good offensive line, really really young and, and talented skill guys. That's why there was an attachment with another quarterback to them this offseason that was so intriguing. So I think the loss of those receivers has had tremendous negative impact on the Broncos. Their defense has been disappointing. It has been incredibly disappointing. They were missing their starting two linebackers as well last night. You know, so I think like the the injuries have had a you know a big hit on their football team. But if Vic Fangio is going to continue to be the head coach and defensive coordinator, the defense got to play better. And it just has to play better. They got to find a way to close out football games, not give up so many explosive plays. Like if you throw. I said this yesterday on NFL Live. Go opposite Patrick Sertan. You're going to feel good about your pass game. Sertan's playing really well, but um, I think the guys that are playing opposite him are getting targeted a little bit. So if, if Vic Fangio's calling card has been defense and it's not getting done, Chubb didn't play for the Broncos, Bradley Chubb. So, like, they're down. They're down some important pieces. I'm happy that you didn't just take to the internet last night and go fire Vic Fangio. That's kind of mm-hmm. been your move this season. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was right on Matt Nagy. He fired himself that week as a play caller. Um, I was right when they it was when I said you got to fire Freddie Kitchens. They fired him. I was right when they said I said fire Adam Gase. They fired him. So, um, you know, I, I I was right with the John Gruden stuff. Unfortunately, that's not a bragging thing. They had to move on from him. Everyone knew that. Uh, I mean, you did so. just put it into the win column for yourself, but I, I appreciate you <laughs> yeah. stopping by. Um, this weekend, guy that you know a lot about, I heard you tell the Matthew Stafford story again on NFL yeah. Live, which is real. It's awesome. He said, uh, you know, you can't make this throw, and he decided to do that. He said that to you while watching film. Uh, kind yeah. of kind of alpha you in there, but that is a good trash talk. I think that indicates what type of person Matthew Stafford is and his competitive level, and I love him. I'm a big fan of him. Jared Goff going back to L.A., Matthew Stafford playing against the Lions. Aaron Donald said he texted Jared Goff, and he knows what it is. I'm coming after him. How do you think this thing goes? You think Matthew Stafford has his biggest game yet as a Ram somehow? I don't want to say dancing on the Lions' graves, but this is definitely means something to Matthew Stafford, right? This game means more. It has to. Yeah, I mean, I'll let you look. I mean, this should come as no surprise. Matthew's got an ego. Uh, so does his head coach, Sean McVay. Those guys will try to make sure that, that this is a, a one-sided affair for sure. Not, not in a, a disrespectful way, but they will make sure that we, the, the narrative is we told you so at, coming out of that football game. So, yeah, I think Matthew can – I mean, if you watch the Lions on tape against the Bengals last week defensively, you're going, what, 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 what? What are you guys trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish? I think Matthew, I would be surprised if Matthew didn't get over 350. Um, I could see him going over 400. Um, And, you know, I think Dan Campbell's comments about Jared are probably somewhat justified. Um, But I also think like they're, they're, he's playing with a very much so hand tied behind his back type of experience as a quarterback. Okay. Let's talk about Chiefs Titans, the other big game of the weekend. Now, Derrick Henry coming off a, three-tud game on primetime television. He's the stud of that team. Ryan Tannehill not playing as great as he has in years past. Why is that? Do you think he's dead? And do you think the Chiefs potentially found something in the second half against the Washington football team? They're laughing in Patrick Mahomes' face now about that ridiculous interception. It feels like they might have found their level. How do you feel this game's going to work out? And what are your thoughts on the QBs over there? 
Yeah, I thought Tannehill was just as good as Henry on Monday night anyway. Or was that Monday night football? Yeah, Monday night football. I thought he was just as good, especially in the second half. I thought Tannehill was spectacular. Here we go. Um, I think if those guys, big fellas on the outside, stay healthy, you know, that's a good thing because new offensive coordinator Todd Down, I think, is settling in a little bit. But, you know, Julio and A.J. have to stay healthy. A.J. had some drops in the beginning of the year too. So Tannehill is going to play really good football. The, the Titans are a good football team. I actually – I'd say this about the Chiefs. Um, you know, I think the Chiefs, I'm not going to sit here and say that they found something, so to speak, but they actually played relatively good defensively. Um, outside of that one huge run, in the run game at least, they, outside of the one huge run, they played good. Dude, the Chiefs are fine. The Chiefs are a bad football team because they do stupid stuff. If and when they stop doing stupid stuff, which is – hurting yourselves, uh, those dumb turnovers, giving up big plays on defense strictly because you don't communicate or you're not on the same page, that's what bad teams do. Trust me, I've been on them. If they stop doing that stuff, which I think they will because of the coaching and the leadership, um, they're going to be completely fine. But they've got to stop doing that stuff. I trust in Mahomes. I trust in EB and and Andy Reid. I trust in Matthew. And also, I would not be shocked if they were ultra-aggressive in the next nine to ten days with the trade, right? You know, I mean, they got to – chance obviously to go make a run but they got they have to go get either a big fella in the middle of their defensive line or a corner okay and who would you think is potentially on the trade block at this point uh, i have no idea about that world bro like defensive linemen or corners that that's above my everybody's got these fantasy answers oh they need to trade him for somebody i got no clue who it I, is but he's out there somewhere. i don't do fantasy you know i i can barely i can barely do my job <laughs> No, no, I'm, you not, do, I'm not no. as talented as you. Hey, you do a great job. You do a great job, you. And, and a lot of people are asking, whose thing is that that you're wearing? There's no way that's yours. You, you that is you purchase. Uh, no, that's your mine. kids. Look, look. This is mine, man. This is a. Uh... Yep. Oh man, that's a good looking fit, dude. Yeah, thanks, man. That's a thanks. good looking fit. Uh-huh. You love lacrosse, huh? Is that because you're trying to get your kids scholarships, or what are you trying to do? Like you just love yeah, the sport? I'm trying to get my nine year old a scholarship. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nah, dude, my, my kid likes it. And I coached it last year, so they gave me this. Good game? You like the game more than uh, more than any other sport other than football? Um, For kids, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's fun. When I go to my kid's nine-year-old baseball game, sometimes I'm like, yo, this is rough. I mean, yeah, kid pitch, sense. nine-year-old baseball, you can get an hour, one inning being an hour, <laughs> you know, where, um, you know, lacrosse, it's just a one-hour game. Bing, 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 bing. And it's fast moving. So well, they for a go- person like me who has ADD, something like that, um, I like it better. Yeah, but you got to go on a ball hunt afterwards, right? Oh, Don't you yeah. Have to oh, yeah. Find all Every those, time. All those balls that are lost. Up there where you guys live, they probably got peasants to do it for your kids. True. So, you know what I mean? Up there in your world. Nah. I mean, they, they play on a field with a fence. It's not like they, uh, you know, they, they play out in, you know, open fields where there's never-ending grass. Really I've nice. never been around a lacrosse community. Yeah. I have no idea. It's no, not real life. Go ahead, Ty. Dan, what do you think is going to ultimately happen with San Francisco? Jimmy G's back, but I feel like if they lose a game or two, they've kind of they eliminate themselves from that NFC West. Do you think uh, we'll potentially see Trey Lance kind of just get the reins the rest of the season, or is he so far from being ready that that's not going to happen? Yeah, I think, first of all, I think Sunday Night Football is a must-win for both teams, uh, both Indy and San Francisco. I've been adamant. I think if Indy wins on Sunday night, um, they'll make the playoffs. Um, and I think San Francisco's in a unique situation for a must-win as well, sitting 2-3, and three, like you mentioned. If they lose, they fall to 2-4. and four. I do think the conversation will get warm around Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, and I think they're both really good, and I think Kyle is outrageous. Um, if they lose – 
you've got to be honest about what the future holds. You, you know what Jimmy G is and who Jimmy G is. Jimmy G has not been great this year. He's been inaccurate. Uh, he's had a couple interceptions, and he's had plenty of other throws that should have been picked off. And the offense for many parts of games, like if you watch San Francisco's offense with Jimmy G this year, you're like, okay, here comes a screen pass because it feels like for stretches that's all they that they can get done is screen passes. And so, I mean, I think, I think if they lose on Sunday night, a lot of that conversation gets attached to what is the comfort level future-wise for Kyle and John Lynch because – you know, oh, to, to, to move, well, I they just, just traded three first with, rounders. They just traded three future first rounders. There's no way they get rid of them now, right? There's no way. I, I don't think so. But you know the NFL. I mean, it's a crazy world, man. Like you know the NFL. So, I don't think so. But I, I if I'm, and I don't know if I'm exactly correct in this, but that would mean the only winning season would been a, have been the Super Bowl run. So it, that, I'm assuming they lose, they fall to two and two and four okay, let's play Trey, and there's some up and downs this year, and, and they don't get to a winning season, I think that would be their fifth season. This would be their fifth year, and there would be one winning season. So, oh, um, oh, you know, I, that's just I the reality know. of the NFL yeah. is the it's expectations become so outrageous. Um, I wouldn't hot. fire Kyle. Uh, absolutely not. So I think if they lose, yeah, man, it's time to go for Trey Lance. Is Trey Lance ready? Again, I don't ever think any young kid is ready. But if you watch – him play he has gotten better and almost by the rep better and better he started the arizona game two weeks ago first i think drive or second drive of the game air mails an absolute fastball for interception but then he got they should have beat arizona outside of a couple fourth down plays that got stopped all right let's talk Um, about arizona let's talk about arizona unbelievable kyler murray seems to have taken to the next level but i think the big conversation not just kyler cliff kingsbury seems to be much better it seems like he's more i don't I mean, granted, I heard on Flying Coach podcast uh, with Shregs and uh, McVay that at one point Cliff Kingsbury was worried about sideline passes for a, a potential Instagram thought uh, before the game. Now it seems like he's more invested, that whole teams. What have you seen out of the Arizona Cardinals that make you go, this team could go on a real run? Last year seemed like they lacked consistency, not just players but coaches, I think. No doubt. It seems like they now have it all in there. What do you think it was and what do you think the turning point is? <clears throat> all right, so coaching-wise, I think Cliff is definitely developed an NFL passing game, an NFL passing playbook that wasn't strictly about, hey, we're just going to try to create space and we'll go get the ball out quickly to the perimeter and let guys make tackles. You can do that in college football because if your athletes are better, um, you'll you'll be successful. So I think you can see a much more um, concept-based pass game that is built with Kyler being able to go through progressions. Uh, number two, the trade for Rodney Hudson has been absolutely enormous um, in the middle of their offensive line. One of the reasons why they're having so much success on offense is Kyler is playing so much better as a passer from the pocket. It's because he has comfort and trust in the people in front of him to give him that time. Um, I think they're one of the more unique teams in the NFL. You know me, like I'm always trying to find out why offenses are difficult to stop before the ball gets snapped. I think they're one of the most unique offenses in the NFL that they can play finesse ball. You know, they'll make you play 53 and a third sideline to sideline, but also play physical or power like a finesse power team you know because the offensive line will will be physical and so uh, aj green's being asked to make four plays a game rondale moore is being asked to get eight touches a game um obviously hop is fantastic the two backs that they play are really good so you know a lot of good pieces physical offensive line they stress you vertically and horizontally every play 
And then their defense is really good. Their defense is super athletic. JJ's been dominant. Um, their blitz scheme Maybe that you got to figure better. out on defense is super <laughs> difficult. So Maybe we're good. just better. Maybe we're just better. That's why we win. That's what everybody wait. Maybe we do this. Maybe we're just better. So JJ was saying when he's mic'd up. He's awesome when he's mic'd up. It is literally like he is just flips the switch and becomes like a movie character. Yeah. yeah. Personality, yeah. He it becomes all, the rock. That's a fascinating question. Do you think the rock is always the rock? Do you think JJ Watt's always the rock or just whenever he, he's on the field? I think the rock is always the rock. Like, I think it's just after years and years and years, he's become that person. I just think it's who he, it is who he is. I would imagine JJ's that way as well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what JJ's like off the field, but I know as soon as he gets on there, there is massive amounts of shit talk. Mm-hmm. There is a massive amounts of, he, he's completely reckless and careless with his body. We all have seen those videos of him just bleeding profusely yeah. out of uh-huh. his face. What a, yeah. what a pickup by the Cardinals. It seems like, Thus far, Chandler Jones is he back? Wasn't he hurt or something? Yeah, he was hurt last week. He had COVID. No, he was on the COVID list, right? Last week. We didn't play did last he, week. Did he survive? I can say that for sure. Right. Did he survive? I hope so. Oh, I haven't heard. Let me see. Oh, Such shit. an idiot, man. Chandler. Whoa! How come you guys over there at ESPN don't ever worry about the survival rate of these COVID lists? You always say, "I want the COVID, not playing." Well, what if he fucking doesn't live? Huh? Like you guys ever talk about that? Um, I think that it's they're just communicating information of why a guy is not available or available. I don't think it's their job to declare he's going to die or not. No, whoa, 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 Worldwide leader, we don't need you to be declaring death on anybody. We're just saying it should be a little bit more thought on whether or not the survive thing will happen. Hopefully Chandler does survive. We're going to a break on SiriusXM. We'll see you in the next hey, hour. Can I ask you a question real quick? Okay, we're still live on YouTube. Go ahead. We just had to get to that uh, hard out there on SiriusXM. Oh, okay. Um, can you stop having so many people on my Twitter mentions call me a stooge? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I get called a stooge. Yeah. And these are these are pot, I'm, these are their I'm twenty times a day. Twenty times a day. It never, well, stop saying stupid stuff. I mean, I mean, that is something we got to think. Stop saying stupid stuff. Not stupid this year. Dan, we don't have enough time. Patriots yes, are a top do. five offense. Yeah, you said Aaron Rodgers and the Packers aren't a top five offense. I mean, that's how you started the season. Oh, let me say something stupid to start the year is what you did. And everybody's like, oh, Stooge Orlovsky's coming out to play this year. I think that is, you kind of set the precedent in that particular case early. And they might have set you up because the graphic they did was just the quarterbacks, not the offenses. And you had Mac Jones up there. Uh, I forget who else you had. And Aaron Rodgers. playing good, huh? He's playing good. Yeah, that huh? offense, definitely huh? better than the Packers, right? Definitely. Yeah. That's what that's what people will say though. Yeah. You're a stooge. For uh, that. That, that, I, I swung and miss on that one. I agree with that. But anytime you step into the batter's box like a thousand times a day, which is what I think a lot of people are saying, like Dan, you don't need to step into the batter's box for every single thing. I, th- I think that is kind of yeah. Where... I would disagree with that. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I'll share a story with you. So when I got into this world, a lot of people told me like, "Hey, man, don't focus on trying to be right." It's not your job to be right. Just give analysis. And I thought to myself, I don't agree with that. Uh, If I'm going to try to be one of the best people in the world, I'm going to try to be right. So if I don't like strain to be right and I'm scared to be wrong, I'm never going to say things that will end up being right when other people couldn't say them. So I'm okay being wrong on some stuff. In lieu of taking a shot at shit you might not understand, we're just saying you should swing at better pitches sometimes. Because you step into the batter's box whenever there's a pitch coming that maybe you're not as educated on as other things that you could potentially be right on. Don't you think that's the case? 
Yeah, but if we're going to use the baseball analogy, if I'm three out of ten times, I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame. So Yeah, that's the problem, though. That's why seven out of ten times you're called a stooge. <laughs> it's different. I'm just asking, can you ask your people to bring a different name? Like, bring a different <laughs> name. <laughs> like, get your own stuff. Stooge is better than Shipbird. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fuckbird, too. Yeah, right? uh-huh. yeah Fuck but at least yeah. it would be something that they thought of themselves. Hey, you and JB uh, made it right, huh? You guys got back on the same page. That's good news. I- I'm happy to hear I call- that. I called JB and told him if he didn't keep my name out of his mouth. I saw many weeks of him taking a hot steam around my name. And I was like, yo, why does this dude hate me? That was literally the, the first words out of my mouth. I, t- I texted you. I said, yo, can you ask him for his number, this and that? And I shot him a text. I was like, hey, uh, Coach JB, I think I just said, Coach, this is Dan Orlovsky. Can I give you a call later? And he's like, yeah, man, blah, 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 blah. And I called him. The first thing on my mouth was like, dude, why do you hate me? And he just started laughing. I was like, oh, this would be a good conversation. <laughs> I want to let you know, you two are literally the polar opposite end of the whites. You know what I mean? I mean, you two are exact opposite ends of the whites. And it's nice to hear that you two could get back on the same page. I enjoy you both thoroughly. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Dan, you think it's time for Miami to let go of Tua? Because with all these Deshaun Watson uh, conversations, it seems like they're just trying to ship him out of town. I absolutely not. I think it's like it's insanity almost that Miami is going, okay, we got a quarterback that we drafted fifth overall last year that has started. I don't know what two started 10 games right now, 12 games. Um, His offensive line is still bad. He is just starting to get some good skill position players. He's had some moments in, in the NFL that he's played good. And we are going to move on from him for this player. And I think the conversation with our surrounding, you better be right with your information, man. You better be right because you can't cover up or hide or shield the, the allegations that are coming with Deshaun Watson. And I have said this, and maybe I'm by myself on this, and I don't care what people think about it. I've got a six-year-old daughter. She's six today. If I was in that locker room and they traded for him, I would want to go upstairs and have a very intense and real conversations with our ownership, if, especially if I'm a veteran. Ownership and a leader um, and, and our general manager and head coach going, what are we doing? Because like, I want to win football games more than anybody, but I want to do it with the people that like I know what they're about. And um, yeah, hey, I just think it's crazy. Hey, and by the way, Dan, we've been on the same page there. I, I, we talk about it differently. Is I don't know how any team – could jeopardize any future picks or what they have going on for somebody that has so many serious allegations against them off the field. Not just serious, by the way, like the most serious, of real. Ser- like yeah. the most real. Of re- and it's 20 plus. And I don't know yeah. how any team is allegedly involved there, how you would give anything up. Uh, and to your point about your daughter, there's a lot of women that work in a lot of these NFL buildings. So it, yeah. it, I just think it would be a... I don't know. That, that's been a wild conversation piece that has somehow remained happening, that teams are interested. It makes no sense to any of us, though, Dan. Happy birthday to your beautiful daughter, by the way. She's one of the most Thanks, bud. cute children I've ever seen in my entire life who's also an absolute savage. She's ran her head right into a corner of a table, laughed through it, got staples on that thing, and then she was fighting all her brothers like the next day. It's insane. She's awesome. Yeah. 
She's the best. I'll make sure that you say uh, that she knows that you pass that along to her. I appreciate it, bud. All the lacrosse kids, to hell with them. But to your daughter, happy birthday. We appreciate <laughs> yeah. you, ladies and gentlemen. ESPN's quarterback authority, Dan Orlovsky. We appreciate yeah. you, man. Speech. I think it's time, AJ. I think we got I think we got to pick every single game this weekend, don't you? Yeah, and, and when you flashed uh, all of the games up earlier, it got me a little worried. There's some giant spreads this week, and you know how I do with those. Yeah, not very well. Yeah, Coach JB alluded to it last hour there. The college slate, not great. The NFL slate, I mean, the same. it doesn't seem like this <laughs> is maybe the greatest weekend of NFL football. There's a lot of large numbers for teams. The only real crucial matchups, obviously, Chiefs, Titans, Bengals, Ravens. I guess the Bucks. that's a big deal because they're out like four or five players. But let's go ahead and get to this thing. Panthers, Giants. Panthers favored by three in New York against Danny Dimes, Joe Judge, and the boys. Your thoughts on the Giants as a whole, the Panthers as a whole, and whether or not the Panthers will cover the three, A.J. Hawk. Well, first, I think the Panthers win. I think they cover the three. I got to take them. I, I know they've, they're not what they were when they you know, came out of the gates early in the season, but I still think they're a good team and Sam Darnold's good. The Giants, I have no idea. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they're going to do. Is Saquon healthy? Like, what's their health status too for their some of their players? Well, I think the the big health question is Christian McCaffrey, who's not playing, right? He's right. still not playing. They did not put him on IR though, which makes. No sense to me. Did they put him on IR? I believe so. He's on my fantasy football team that has an IR next to it. Okay, so they did put him on IR yeah, when, last week? I think they did that either this week or on Sunday when they found out he wasn't playing. Okay, so he has at least three more weeks there. They have looked like a very different team without Christian McCaffrey, as you would, by the way, without Christian McCaffrey. It's in New York. Give me the Giants, dude. Wow. Okay. okay. The Giants stink. Okay, the Giants stink. They do. I'm sure they know that. They're not happy about it. But for whatever reason, just give me the Giants plus three. Stinks from the, the head down, right? It's a fish stinks from the head down. Isn't that what Joe Judge said? Well, I don't know if Joe Judge said that, but Joe Judge said a lot of things about changing the culture and did a lot of things. And it seems like if you don't win, it's going to be tough to continue to do those things. They have to play well at some point. Why not against the Carolina Panthers, who I'm not sure they know what they are either at this point. You know, they've been kind of hit or miss. Christian McCaffrey not being on the field is a vastly different game in a different team than whenever he's on there. Teddy Bridgewater didn't get a chance to experience it much last year. Sam Darnold, when he hasn't had it, he's been terrible without Christian McCaffrey. Maybe going back into New York, maybe him going and eating a meal in, in, in Jersey, a place, that, an Italian place that he hasn't been in some time, R- reminds him of the good old days at the Jets, which there were not many. Give me the Giants plus three at home. Let's go to the next game. Jets at Patriots. Patriots favored by seven at home. Go And this comes just one or two days after uh, Tom Brady says, I don't own any teams, but I would like to own the color green. Uh, instead of shitting on the Jets as an organization, he shit on their entire operation and logo. Uh, this has been something that the Patriots have dominated forever. Right? Oh, yeah. They beat the shit out of them earlier in the season. It was like 25 to 6, and they have also have not won at home yet. And so. by the 0 and 4 at home, which is very interesting. And it's a rookie quarterback. And you know, Bill Belichick, huh. it's those rookie quarterbacks. Your thoughts here? Uh, AJ Hawk, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson in New England, seven point favorites. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Patriots here to cover at home and win, but a big reason why, I mean, everyone knows Mac Jones and the, the hype he's getting, but I've been watching more of the, some more of the clips that have been coming out on, on Mac and just people taking us through different plays that may not look like spectacular plays, but when you see how much he's checking, I know Dane's big on this. Dane has another podcast called Tapeheads. I don't know if he told you about this. I've found that as well and been listening to him a little bit on there. 
and they talk about the progressions and watching Matt go through his reads. I just like him. I think he's too good. I think they win by more than seven. Dan also said Sam Darnold was very good, so you got to take everything he says about quarterbacks with a grain of salt because he's going to stick up for them at all costs. But it does feel like Mac Jones is going to go. I got yeah. the Patriots minus seven at home here as well, even though stats say that we probably shouldn't. Chiefs? At Titans, this is one of the hallmark games of the weekend. Titans coming off a massive win on Monday Night Football where Derrick Henry ran for three. Once again, Dan Orlovsky said Ryan Tannehill was much better than anybody's given him credit for in that particular game. The Chiefs might have found themselves as well. Here's some big news. X-Factor, the Chiefs superfan, has officially retired. Oh, wow. He says he's become a monster through this whole thing. It it is breaking news that X-Factor, the man who was once called a meth addict, he said, no, 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 I like coke and booze. And I've been clean for four years. Got into a fight with Red Extreme who told him he's a scumbag. He said, I've become a monster. I'm getting out of here. Uh, so that is happening off the field. Maybe a distraction away from the Chiefs organization has been handled. Uh, Kansas City travels to Nashville. Four and a half point favorites. Your thoughts? I mean, I know what you're not supposed to bet the Chiefs, right? You say they never cover. Is that right? They covered last week, but they, they it's like few and far between. It's few and far and I between. I picked against the Titans too last time. I, I, last game they played as well. And I don't want to do it again, but I don't know. Like, how's Kelsey doing? What's his health like? I think Kelsey's good. Yeah, he's, he's good. Fine. Hey, two weeks in a row. He scared though. me. He scared me with his shoulder or arm thing. Well, and then two weeks ago, he got a big shot to the like. Yeah. Travis Kelsey's been eating some big, yeah. big time shots, uh, and it's I guess a part of the game. Whenever you're a tight end, the offense has not looked as smooth. I think the Chiefs win. Give me the Titans plus four and a half. Wow. Okay, I like the Chiefs win and the Chiefs to cover, though. Okay, perfect. I, I just think the run game, Derrick Henry. Yeah, you're right. He, I mean, yeah, chances are they're going to control the game. He's going to pound on them again. I don't know. I don't know why. I, I just can't. Chiefs are like Alabama to me. I'm like, ah, I can't pick against them. Yeah, and I actually said that the Alabama team might win by 50, and then they lost Texas A&M. So, <laughs> I, I mean, we don't know anything, obviously. At this point, I feel a little bit more comfortable, but I like the Titans, and I think the reason why I like the Titans because while watching the Titans the other night, I said, all right, this is a team I'm going to bet on now. If this is what it's going to look like, and it has been in the second halves of games that Derrick Henry train has been leaving the station and running all over everybody. I don't think it's going to slow down for some time. What do you got, Diggs? Um, I don't know if A.J. Brown is playing or not. I don't know if they changed your pick or not, but uh, he cannot keep any food down because Chipotle has ruined him. Chipotle once almost killed Matt Hasselbeck before a Thursday night football game. We had to spend a couple nights in a hospital getting IVs. I saw a dead body, a carcass on the floor of the locker room before the Houston Texan game because he got a Chipotle uh, food poisoning thing. He went out and started and won. It was unbelievable. And I think he went back to the hospital that night <laughs> afterwards. So there is some meat that could potentially come in your little uh, uh, burrito bowl from uh, the old queso Chipotle. Chipotle place that could take you out. A.J. Brown has been battling with this now for, what, almost a week yeah. straight? Yeah. That's a problem. That is not great. A.J. Brown's a hell of a football player. How's uh, Julio? Is Julio playing? You heard Wait, what is it? Food poisoning? What is it? I think yeah. he was limited in practice yesterday, but I can check. Yeah, hamstring. At some point, Julio's got to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, has to. At some point, Julio is going to have to go. Here's the injury report. A.J. Everybody's on it. Randy Bullock's on her. The fuck happened to Randy? Jeez. Shoulder? <laughs> I- Did not practice. What did he? What happened? <laughs> he make a practice tackle today, though. Huh? He practiced today, though. Randy did. Yeah. All right, Randy. Come on, Randy. Come on, Randy. Come on, Randy. That was hey, yesterday. What about Taylor? What about Lawan? Yeah, Is Luan. he able to get out of concussion protocol? <sighs> that was a scary he one. Practice. He did not participate. Is this yesterday? Yeah, so Friday's not up to date. There's no way. There's no way he clears protocol. Well, right? this is just like Danny Dimes. Remember, he was 
I mean, a dead body traveling across the field, and then all of a sudden, three days later, yeah. hey, this guy's starting for us. Yeah. So, whoa, 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 isn't there some brain thing that needs to happen there? Taylor looked, obviously, T's and P's for Taylor. Randy Bullock might just not have kicked on Thursdays. He might kick Wednesday, Friday. So, did not participate means maybe they didn't even have a field goal drill. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, yeah. That was alarming. Shoulder? <laughs> Shoulder. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. Was it? Was Randy, it wrong. Is Randy Bullock throwing the body around? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Randy. I just watched a video of Julio jogging onto the field for practice yesterday he looks all right all right so julio derrick henry ryan Tannehill, give me them plus four and a half even though i still love the kansas city chiefs even more so now that x factor is retired i, I think kansas city is a, a big weight retired what do you what do you mean retired like he can't officially retire as x factor uh, it means he's gonna die now yeah, uh-huh. yeah there's nothing to live for. <laughs> oh. all right rest in peace by rest, in peace, rest in peace r.i.p moment of silence a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans are going to be mad that we gave him a moment of silence treatment. Yeah, I, I've learned a lot about him on the internet. Yeah, they hate that guy. Is he I, bad? He's got a lot of a lot of stuff on his rap sheet, or what? I, I think I think old X Factor's potential uh, bad guy. Yeah, I think I think old X Factor's potential bad guy. But a hey, super fan community that's going to happen whenever things get red extreme out there. I, I don't know. Fuck them. All right, let's move on. One of the greatest news clips in the history of the world. Yes, Jared Kittle stat. Crushed it. Thank you, Jared, for that. Washington at Packers. Washington getting seven and a half. Not going to be enough. I got the Packers five and one at home, moving to six and one. Your thoughts, AJ? Yeah, surprise, surprise. Uh, I'm a homer here. Packers win and they cover. I don't always, I, I pick them to win usually. I don't always pick them to cover, but I think they're, things are going too well right now for them. Aaron looks too good. Takatari's practicing. Who knows when he's coming back? Yeah, Packers buy. They win and they cover. Well, there was one time you didn't pick them to cover. And uh, you were called out about it immediately upon that actually happening, which was awesome. A beautiful moment. I appreciate I appreciate Aaron consuming our content. So I told him thank you for knowing my picks. Uh, but I will continue if I to pick with with my head and not my heart as much. I guess. Ah, uh, see that I go right with my heart. I go right with my heart every single time. And in this particular fashion, the brain starts to be adding up with it as well. Washington football team is about to get smoked especially with all the bad football karma that's potentially coming washington football team's way with what happened with uh jackson mahomes on sean taylor yeah, and everything yeah. i just feels like this is a runaway for the packers this one might get ugly and i might be setting myself up for a freezing cold take here and washington football team the future might be bright for you guys but this seems like a steamroll if i've ever seen one for the green bay packers let's go to the next game there uh falcons and dolphins who gives a fuck who do you like <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got, I'll take the Dolphins to cover two and a half. Me too. I, I got the Dolphins as well. Tua is quarterback. Wait, no. I, I say Dolphins are Falcons. I'm with Falcons in that. All right, me too. I'll take the Falcons. I get zero thought on that. I'm not going to let you take a lead on that particular game on me. There's zero chance of that. I'll go with the Falcons as well. This is a complete toss-up. Gumpy, the Dolphins are... In complete disarray. There's rumors flying that you might bring in somebody with 22-plus allegations on there. You were going to send Tua to Washington, allegedly. I mean, there is so much smoke out there. None of it seems real, but there's too much nonsense around the team for them to be any anything worth a fuck, right? I mean... Yeah, Artie Smith off a of bye week as well. Atlanta played well in London. Atlanta's buzzing right now. All right, I got the Falcons. Give me the Falcons. Uh, let's go um, Bengals-Ravens. This is a big-time game. Bengals getting six-and-a-half going into Baltimore. Lamar Jackson is in the MVP conversation for good reason. Might be his best year yet when everybody said that he couldn't get any better after his first year, second year, third year. Here we are. They were in a playoff game last year. They see how the AFC North is. This is a massive AFC North matchup. Joey Burrow and the boys are buzzing, as is Baltimore. Your thoughts on this? This is the second premier game of the weekend, I think. Six and a half is a lot. The Ravens are great. 
Lamar is awesome, but I'm going to take the Bengals at plus six and a half here. I'm not sure they win, but I think they keep it close. Okay, and I love Joey Burrow. I love the Bengals. Give me Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Every single time until further notice. Mm -hmm. I'll take Lamar Jackson until further notice every single time. Even though I love Joey Burrow, I love the Bengals. I'm a big fan. I just think that the Ravens know that this is an AFC North matchup. Uh, The Bengals, what, they're coming off of – yeah. Beating the dog shit out of the Lions. Yeah. 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 Their confidence is actually be too high. So maybe they don't show up. That's why I like the Ravens. What if the Bengals actually said, that was a high school team we played last year? <laughs> yeah. That's what they it. should say. What if they, what if they actually use that as like a warning? Let's try some plays out. Jamar Chase is bought deboing mm-hmm. people. That is, Joey Burrow said this, that he went up to Jamar Chase and said, hey, there's not a lot of top five wide receivers that are running down the field pancaking people in the run game for Mixon. I mean, I am big fan. Awesome. Big fan of everything they got going on in Cincinnati, except for the indoor practice facility and the lack of investment in the uh-huh, team. Sure. Other owners are building up entire cities for their team. Yeah. Right. The Bengals are just trying to save money on hot dogs. I mean, right. I mean, it is. I love I for for the good of that locker room. I wish they would get an owner in there that would potentially invest in them to become as great as they can become. But I'm with the Ravens uh, minus six and a half. Who knows how that one's going to go? Lions Rams sixteen and a half. We all we're all on the Rams, right? Hundred percent, man. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, when you think do about it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. I dare you. I dare you. Dude, what do you wait? What do you want me to do? Take the lines. Well, first off, I'm not going to be bullied into uh, doing anything right now. Uh, I'm trying wimp. to think it out in real time and not just you know trying to put some thought into this. You know what? Yeah, give me the lines. Wow. wow. No, give me seventeen. No, give me. Oh, can I get a half a point? No. No. no, 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 no. We don't make the lines. All right, I'll take eighteen then with the lines. Let's go. All right, if that thing gets to 18, which it might, yeah. if, if with more Matthew Stafford and McVay interviews come out where they're like, yeah, go a lot to prove, obviously. <laughs> that thing might go to 20. It's at 16 and a half. You like the Rams at 16 and a half? No, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to take the Lions at 16 and a half. Wow. All right. Maniac. It's for you, Evie. Thank you, AJ. Evan, who do you got? Uh, I mean, the Lions are going to get absolutely slaughtered. <laughs> I got Stafford winning by 40 points. Probably doesn't play in the fourth quarter if I had to guess. Which, by the way, could become a problem here whenever you're, you have that. That's a three-score spread. Yeah. So at the end of the game, there's potential. You know, that is a lot. Yes. Let's get some turnovers, Detroit, and get back in this thing. Yeah, that fourth quarter could get very ugly for this. But I'm going to go with anytime there is massive amount of I was right spite potentially coming, yeah. I'm going with the Rams. Uh, let's go Eagles Raiders. Okay. Here's a game. Eagles traveling to Las Vegas. They're getting three points on the road. Coach Rich Bisaccia. Yeah. Paisan Rich. Football Richie out there. Got that team going. Who? Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I can't go against Coach Richie. You know how I feel about this guy. Team play, Team rallies around him. The dude is jacked. Chuck loves his Fu Manchu. I got Raiders here minus three. What about Sirianni, though? Sirianni, mm. what you, there's another Paisan, I guess, taking on Rich Bisaccia. A lot of Italians, Fangio, uh, Bisaccia, Sirianni. I mean, the list goes on Good and leaders. on. Huh? Good leaders. Well, Vic Fangio's team stinks. That's not because of his leadership. You're so, right. People are saying, though, it is. They might be. Eagles stink, too. Your if thoughts? Vic could speak like Sirianni, they would win more. Coach Sirianni, your thoughts on going out to Vegas? I mean, is it going to be tough to keep the boys in line with that Vegas strip potentially staring them right in their chin? No, I'm not worried about the Vegas strip. I am worried about Coach Bisaccia because I'll tell you why. He's a fellow Paisan. I love the guy. I'm going to beat his fucking ass this week. Really? Hey, this is how the big boys play in the NFL, okay? Last week, you know, yeah, a team rallied around you, rah, rah. 
I'm bringing the noise this weekend, okay? There's a reason they call it the Sin City, okay? We're going to be very meticulous in what we're trying to do. We're going to have our P's and Q's, you know, and our T's crossed and our I's dotted. We're going to be doing all that stuff, and I fully expect us to win by, I don't know, 17 to 20 points. Okay, uh, Sin City, there's not going to be a lot of Jesus out there for the Raiders, huh? No, definitely not. And as we know, Derek Carr loves Jesus, and which is kind of weird that he does live in Sin City. I'm surprised he didn't raise more red flags when they were going from Oakland to Vegas saying, hey, I love the Lord. The Lord doesn't live in the desert. He doesn't. So, let me, we'll see. Once again, I said we need to get Miles Sanders more involved. I don't know why it took me this long to come to that conclusion. Maybe it's because everyone in Philadelphia wants to see my head get chopped off, but let's they're going to be hailing me as a hero when we go into Las Vegas and get a huge win over football rich and the Raiders. Thanks for your time, coach. I got the Raiders. I was I was going to ask Sirianni what he was going to do the night before. Hopefully, you know, that was ah, a big talk. Go. Hey, if a team's in Las Vegas, is the opposing team going to get in trouble when they're there the night before? I was worried about the head coach. Sirianni is still so young. He's, you know, big, like, strong, strapping dude. What's he doing? Hey, you and I have seen coaches drunk the night before games in hotels. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Right, where'd you go? Oh, there's a little bar right down the street here. We went in between the meetings or whatever. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you are. They try to hide it. They try to hide it, too. They're, so, they're breathing all over everybody in the back of the room. What? What? You smell something? <laughs> Should I? I got gone. I, I just had about 14 vodka. <laughs> Vodka he's eating, like he just spooning uh, peanut butter into their mouth, trying to like to hide the smell. It's like who brought? Did you guys bring the alcohol? No, no, we went down to the bar right down there. It's a good place. We're the only ones in there because it's like seven p.m. or whatever. But we housed everything. They, I'm like Jesus. Uh, what is the deal? We got to keep these guys locked down. Maybe is Sirianni going to get out on the strip a little bit? No, it's actually funny you mentioned it. You guys talked about it. Really, I'm more excited for the mind freak show that I'm going to be going to on Saturday <laughs> night than I am the football game. Uh, I love his work and I'm. Very, very excited about that. You think he's going to bring in Chris Angel's attention to detail to the Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles game plan? I haven't even thought about that yet, but if he's available, I don't know. We'll see because he he got the knee pads. He's he's ready to go, and he was suspended, obviously, 800 feet above the field. So, yeah, maybe I do do that. All right. I got the Raiders. Who do you have? Uh, I said Raiders, yeah, I'll take them. Yeah, Kelsey came out with an incredible quote out of the Philadelphia Eagles. And you got to remember, throughout this entire year, Jason Kelsey has been fantastic. Not only is he running out in the middle of a rainstorm at MetLife Stadium or Field or whatever, he's come out and said, hey, listen, Ben, everybody talks about how hard it is playing Philadelphia. Fucking do better and they'll love you. How about that? How about you do better? Hustle. Play hard. I I love that he said – if you're playing baseball, all you got to do is sprint to first base, and they'll love you. I was like, that's it's true. It, feels, it seems so right. If you try hard and you show that you care, they will absolutely love you for life. And I think Kelsey, obviously, is embedded in that whole Philly culture. Yeah, come on in. They'll embrace you if you embrace what the city is, which is a hardworking, tough city. But if they even get a... A sniff that you're maybe a little bit of a bitch. I mean, they turn on you. They turn quickly, which I appreciate and respect. But he also saw, he had to dye his hair, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. I think he understands the situation. He was like, Ertz, you're getting traded, dude. Like, your contract, what you're going on, what we have, you're getting traded. If you don't get traded, I'll dye my fucking hair. How about that? And then, boom, shows up at the press conference with old, uh, old Slim Shady dyed hair. What's that all about? 
To be honest, I thought there was no chance that Zach Ertz is still on the team. <laughs> and now he's gone. Zach Ertz is gone. I don't know how they're going to be able to make out. Are they planning for the future in Philadelphia? Or is, are they trying to win right now? I don't think they know. I don't think anybody has a clue. And allegedly, Howie Roseman sent an NFL or one of their investigators down to Houston to try to get in the Deshaun thing. Are they sold on Jalen? Just feels like the Raiders are a different team than the Eagles right now. And not I don't think it's Jalen Hurts' fault. I'm not sure if it's Sirianni's. I just think they have no idea what they're doing going forward. When you look at Jalen Hurts, too, like it, it's the same deal. Like he's so athletic, but he he misses guys who are wide open and like opportunities they have. Or if you go back and look at it, it's like, oh, if he would have you know hit a, on a couple of these passes, like they they would have had an opportunity to win the game. And he just doesn't seem like he's there yet. Yeah, well, he's also a young quarterback, and his start has not been the smoothest. I don't think, and that's like Tua. That Tua situation, mm-hmm. no. that Tua situation is absurd. Screwed. Tua screwed. Screwed. Even if he was good, potentially going to be great. That, and I understand that you have to be mentally tough to be an NFL quarterback, like Jalen Hurts has to be and uh, Tua has to be. But at some point, you got to just think to yourself, how come other quarterbacks seem to have such a better situation than me? What the fuck is going on around here? They're trying to run me out of town. I feel like I'm not that bad. They benched me in two-minute situations, but now the owner's even allegedly speaking about getting me out of here. I'm just trying to prepare for a goddamn game. And B-Flow says, we got a quarterback and two is our quarterback. <laughs> yeah. The quotes, none of the quotes get any better for him. And Jalen Hurts, the same thing. He got benched for Sudfeld last year. Yeah. I mean, it is. He was the starter. Let's go ahead and build around him. Then he wasn't the starter. Now he's like 40% of the rush yards as well. It's just, that seems like a, they got to figure themselves out. But that's what Sirianni's there for. That's right. And, you know, we're not asking Jalen to do too much. He wants to do all this. So, Again, we're going to win the division. Everyone wants to talk about the Cowboys. We're going to win the division. I don't think so. I am the best coach in the division. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe the league. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'll be laughing at the end of the season. I don't think so. I'm just not 100% sure, but we shall see, Coach. We appreciate your uh, presence. Bengals, Ravens, Lions, Rams, Eagles, Raiders, Texans, Cardinals, 17 and a half points. The Fighting Daves have to fly to the desert to take on the Red Hot Red Bird Gang. The Cardinals, 17.5-point favorites, more than three scores. This is insanity in the men's league of the NFL for it to be this high. I mean, where are you going with this? I, I you don't, tell me. Well, I think you're going Arizona, and you're gonna, you think they're going to cover 17.5. No, no. I mean, Remember just a couple weeks ago, I picked a team because I didn't think there was going to be a spread larger, and it seems like if there's ever a week to pick a team to cover that, now that we're at 17.5, I mean, they got to cover. Everybody, you're supposed to bet on the Texans. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to bet on the Texans right now. It's too many fucking points. It's, especially with Arizona having to play Green Bay on Thursday on a short week, you would think they'd be looking ahead. But also, J.J. Watt, D-Hop, revenge game. <laughs> so, I'm stuck. Well, 17 and a half, you're supposed to bet. Yeah, you but, are. Like, the sportsbook wants you to bet. They're trying to get to a number where they're getting more people to bet on the Texans. And they... Yeah. Yodely, 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 17 and a half. That is fucking gigantic. That's a lot of points. That is great football that has to happen. And for whatever reason, if Doug Mills is a quarterback for the Texans, I'm taking Arizona Cardinals. Boom. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. The, uh, the Texans are actually getting 60% of the bets and 72% of the money. So. There you go. Good for me. They've been outscored like 71 to 3 in their last two away games. And what do you take? You're taking the fighting Daves? I was going to take the the Cardinals, but now, especially that you're taking the Cardinals, and now hearing the information from Connor, yeah, fighting Daves. (laughs) 
smart. Have you seen Doug Mills play football? I understand you've been traveling around. <laughs> no, let me go to Cardinals. Honestly, give me the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying to talk into it. I'm trying to talk myself into taking that 17 and a half. Just think it's too many points. But no, I got to take the Cardinals because I'll be watching the game. Be like, man. Oh, man, I'm glad I did this because now the Cardinals are up 40 points in the third quarter and there's still 12 minutes to go in the third. Like, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, you always fear that. That's just like the Jaguars, right? They won last week. And it, as I was watching because I picked against them, as I'm watching and I'm like, I can't believe the Jaguars are going to win when I literally just said, I'm never betting with this team. I And it feels... And, if Tyrod Taylor was back, I think I would be a uh-huh. much, much different, yeah. much different perspective on this thing. But they are, they are lost and nowhere near being found. No. Nope. More you can't score points. Oh, I'm sorry. You're going, you can't score points, but also you're trying to stop one of the most dynamic guys ever to play in the history of the NFL, and he has weapons. Hey, this would be a test, though, for the Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, Arizona Cardinals that lacked consistency last year. You could put a, your foot down on a team here. This is a team that you could have a massive blowout win against if your team humps and operates at a high level and doesn't look ahead to Thursday night against the Packers, which is the biggest game of the season thus far for everybody, fans, them included. Last year, they lacked consistency. When they played against bad teams, they didn't look good. Like They, they just dropped to the level of who they were playing against. This year, it seems to be a very different story. Kyler Murray seems to be like... Not entertained with anything, really, this year. Seems like it is just business. Hey, we are just beating the shit out of people. Cliff Kingsbury seems to be the same way. And J.J. Watt, Nuke, getting sent out for a bag of balls. Nuke, basically a fourth rounder or something he was traded away for a couple years ago. And then J.J. Watt almost fought the entire team and staff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So we're both on the Cardinals. That's a lot of points. But at least when we're watching it, if the Texans cover, we'll probably say to ourselves, yeah, but we're never going to put any money or solace on the Houston Texans. Can't do it. I think JJ said, did you look at it any differently that it might not be a revenge game? They asked him about it, and he was basically like, it's not the same organization as when I was there. Yeah, I mean, but remember when he gets on the field, maybe we're just better. Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe, everybody say we're winning the game. Maybe we're just better. Huh? Who's messing with JJ today? Nobody. <laughs> That's what JJ's saying to himself on yeah. the field. Yeah. His mic'd ups are vastly different than what we hear from him in interviews. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is it is a switch that gets flipped. He'll start da- – He da- it seems like he's pretty quiet and reserved mm-hmm. off the field. He gets on there, loses his mind. He's like Luke Keekley almost. And there's going to be yeah. – I assume in the interview, the off-field JJ is like, no, there's no grudge. There's no grudge at all. Boom. All somebody has to say – what? Somebody just has to say to him, hey, you remember this – this team kind of said, fuck you. Remember that? And yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I was turned down for what? <laughs> He'll lose his mind on Sunday. They'll find a way to make sure he knows that this is not a different organization. Is Easter B still there? Is McNair still the owner? Revenge game. Bingo. Yeah. He'll probably catch a touchdown pass, too, and they'll yes. throw him in a goal line situation. Hopefully that's the touchdown that covers this 17 and a half, yes. and we'll all be able to celebrate with old J.J. Bears, Bucks. Bucks are out A.B., Gronk. Levante David and Richard Sherman, which I think was all kind of expected. Bucks favored by 12 and a half. These are massive spreads for the men's league. We, we have to make sure we keep hammering that home. This is a board that is much different than it normally looks. The parity of the NFL is something that the NFL sells. Most games, 80% of games, 90% of games, if you look back through the history, are one-score games. Now we have three on the board that are three-score uh, differences. It's insane to me to think about this Bears-Bucks spread. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. Yeah, everyone. Ooh. I'm I'm hanging on the 
the better team is going to win. Now, the Bears with Justin Fields coming out of that Packers thing, and maybe they'll continue to grow with Bill Lazor's offense, and Justin Fields is a baller, okay? I am a massive fan of him and his future. What's the future look like in Chicago? Nobody knows, but I'll bet on the Bucks, and this is going to be a bad bet, I think. I, I think the Bears are probably the right pick here with 12 and a half points. Uh, go ahead, Zito. Also, Brady revenge game because the Bears made him look like a fool last year. Oh, yeah. Fourth. That's something to think about. Fourth down. Fourth down. <laughs> something to think about. Fourth Thanks, Z. Unless Foles is playing. Yeah. I wouldn't be worried at all about Tom Brady losing to the Bears. Yeah, but not just 12 and a half. It's a lot of points. Yeah. Antonio Brown has become a main target. Mm -hmm. Rob Gronkowski is obviously one of his favorites. Hasn't been in because he had fractured ribs or whatever. Still got Godwin, Evans, Rojo, who's allegedly potentially on the trading block, even though Ian Rapport said no way. Leonard Fournette, that defense needs to get things going against a young quarterback. I'm on the Bucs here. And I, by the way, I've been pretty boring with my picks with these big spreads. I just think the good teams are going to do what they have to do to the other teams. Your thoughts on the Bucs and Bears, AJ? Well, I definitely think that the better team wins this game for sure, which is the Bucks. I think they win by. I'm allergic. I think they sprints. win by about ten, and so I'm taking the Bears at plus twelve and a half. Oh, oh wow. hey, a ten point win is huge in the NFL. Yeah, that's a giant win. Yeah, like people very pumped. Like, hey, good win there. Never yeah. really got out of control. Really felt like we I mean, were in. double digit win. Like if you can have a double digit win in the NFL, yeah, you smashed them pretty much. Jogging into the locker room, you just feel good. Like. One by ten there. That was a pretty good game. Not supposed to win because they're all on scholarship too. You know, everybody on the other team's on scholarship as well, getting paid a lot of money. This just feels like a weekend of blowouts, and I might be completely wrong. Yeah, Packers won by ten, and it felt like that game wasn't close at any point last week. Yeah, because Justin yeah. Fields can move. He might be able to backdoor that thing twelve oh, and a half. Yeah. But they were also saying like yeah, the you can't run on the Bucks and Justin Fields hasn't been great in the past game, so there's a chance that, you know, they I'm not going to say they get shut out, but, like, their run game has been their their strength. Give me the Bucks. Give me the fucking Bucks, Hell dude. Yeah. Give, me, give me the Bucks. I don't, I don't know if I love that I'm on all the massive spreads on the winning side. I assume a lot of people betting Bears in that game, Tone. Uh, I, I assume Bears, a lot of money on that. Uh, there was just a pop-up, so I had to click out of it. Uh, Porn. Actually, what's, it's split. There's 60% of the bets are on the Bucks, but 70% of money is on the Bears. Okay, huh. good. I'm happy with where I'm at. Uh, let's go to Colts Niners on Sunday Night Football, the last one here. Colts getting four and a half on the road. Jimmy G's calf is feeling good, feeling real good. Whenever Jimmy G plays, they seem to be a much better team, but this Niners team could stare down an inevitable two and four start, which could make a lot of things happen in the ripple effect. And on the flip side, we just had Jonathan Taylor on the show earlier this week. Love that dude. He's starting to get hot. Carson Wentz threw for 400 yards a couple weeks in a row. He can't move because both of his ankles are busted. Frank Reich and Chris Ballard know the heat's on them, just like it is on Shanahan and Lynch. How do you see this one turning out, playing out in a beautiful Santa Clara, California? Well, I think Jimmy G, if he is truly healthy and he's feeling good, I, I, I like uh, the Niners here. I like him to win. I like him to cover the four and a half. I, I think they'll make, uh, you know, they'll make Carson move around a little bit, try to get him on the ground early on and try to make him think about that presence on defense coming after him. So, yeah, Niners here at four and a half. Okay, perfect. I got the Colts, and that's the entire Sunday slate by me and A.J. Hawk. A lot of disagreements. One of, us, one of us is going to do pretty good, it seems like, right? Uh, so my particular bet, if you were to parlay all those for ten bucks, would win you twelve thousand. And AJ's, if you put ten bucks on it, you would win thirteen thousand. 
Oh, so people are saying you're making more aggressive choices than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not by much, though. Obviously pretty close, though. Yeah, pretty close because, you know, I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen this week. Th- yeah. Those are large spreads. Yeah. Nobody knows. The coaches don't know. They don't know what team they have until they start the game. Like, they can say, hey, great week of practice. We're going to be great. And then they get out there and just, you know, look terrible. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sports book going for a lot of reasons most of them what I just said uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel obviously there are so many different ways to win there's more things to bet on their boosts seem to always hit which is just fucking themselves over time and time again uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook and you will too if you haven't used it yet use it nah also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, the founder of the Slapdick podcast, uh, Slapdick Cigars, Slapdick Whiskey, uh, Last Chance You fame, a man that I met on the streets of Rancho Cucamongo okay. just a week ago. Ladies and gentlemen, straight out of Compton, Coach Jason Brown. Yeah. What up, what up, fellas? Hey, you ever have a Celsius energy drink? You don't do energy drinks, huh? You just smoke cigars 8 a.m. How you doing? Keep it moving? Whiskey and cigars, man. Fucking energy drink. <laughs> Shout out to Celsius. Uh, make yeah. Celsius. Uh, JB, what's going on in your world? It looks like the college football slate stinks this weekend. What's that all about? So does the NFL, man. It looks like they're both kind of shitty, shitty weekend, huh? Yeah, what are you thinking? What are you going to get into? What, are, you, are you looking at the games? Are you chilling this weekend? How do you feel? Yeah, I like this guy. Oh, today you're my boy. Let's come for you. He beats the Island Brothers guy. No! Hell yeah. How come you don't like the Island Boys? He's singing Snoop Dogg's birthday song, bro. 48, 49, 50, happy birthday. But watch when he drops the whole comment in. Duck, duck, from the west side till you die. No, I lie. I love bitches, and <laughs> I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. He loves oh, bitches, dog. <laughs> he loves bitches. I mean, I don't Good know what singer. Oh, JB. How's the week been? When did you discover that guy existed? This week? <laughs> no, nah, man, that was that guy that, like, fucking went viral, like, a couple years ago, just singing one, two, three, four. Remember that guy? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He just sang numbers. Oh, yeah. We know him. Yeah, the Island Boys not your thing, though? I thought you would have been a fan of the Island Boys. Fuck, no. Those are the fucks that I fucking used to try to cut off the team. Them motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, hey, it, it's, two, it's two privileged white dudes that live in a fucking, probably like some rich-ass part of Florida who have no issue in life, and they just want to go be some fuck sticks with some fucking shitbird hairdo. Island Boys <laughs> coming from a real estate. I got a big old house for Island Boys. I mean, I don't know. I would like to learn more about him, obviously, or about them, obviously. Good, AJ? 
We will. I'm sure once they, they win a Grammy here in a year or two, we'll learn all we need to know about those guys. But, JB, what about what's happening down at LSU? Who's going to be the next head coach, and what is going on with Coach O? Man, I don't know. I, I Fuck, man. Everyone wants to play pocket pool, I guess, with everybody, man. Uh, you know, uh, you got <laughs> – I don't know, man. This is my first thing. I know Lane Kiffin's going to be in the mix of that conversation, I'm sure, and all these different guys. But to me, it makes the fit is Dave Aranda, who's actually uh, was there, obviously, when they won the Natty uh, with Burrow and them. But I don't know what's going on, man. I've heard a shitload of different stories, man. And it's like, damn, he makes nine million a year. Uh, second highest paid in college football, which is crazy. And, you know, it's really off that one great year, which happened to, you know, the stars aligned right that year, in my opinion. And now he's kind of been a 500 coach um, before that and after. So I don't know. Dave Aranda makes the most sense. They've already kind of said no uh, from what I hear. But, you know, I don't know what's happening, man. It's a situation that is uh, really interesting. I'm actually – Gonna pick them to cover the eight points against Ole Miss this week. Whoa, that's against your boy. You know why? Because, uh, like AJ was talking last week, you know, in the NFL, it's a little different, in my opinion, as far as playing for a guy that exited like a Gruden, or are you playing for the new coach who's a rah rah guy? NFL's a little different, professional or grown men. College, this might be, you know, I think the kids do like Ed, and I think that. Even when he took over SC for that interim position, you know, they played hard for the guy. He's a recruiter. He's a go-getter. Uh, I do think LSU will play hard for him the last few games. And I think I think uh, after putting up a big offensive performance against Florida last week and beating them um, and then him being fired on his day off, basically, uh, I think it'll rile up the players for him. No, it was, it was a mutual I, agreement. It wasn't a firing. Uh, yeah. It was a mutual agreement, JB. And mine was too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why do you you say Lane Kiffin is isn't he happy at Ole Miss? Corral is about to be like a top five pick. He seems like he's going viral every week. They're in the SEC, so you're still going to have to play against everybody. Would LSU be an upgrade for Lane Kiffin? And maybe I'm just completely out of touch here. Coaches are like men, man, undefeated, pussy and new pussy. They always want something new. They always want to go to to the next thing. They always want to try the new thing out, and that's just the bottom line. And these kids, though, don't understand that's who you're picking to play for at the end of the day. You got to go evaluate where you're going. These kids play for they, – they pick the schools for the wrong choices. They're picking to go to play for coaches, which I understand if I was a coach, I'd also get you to come play for me. But I'd also give you the real and tell you this is what it really is, man. I might leave next year for <laughs> USC. Just coming in here. And these people aren't doing that at all, in my opinion. Um, and – Dude, yeah. I mean, they're going to pay way more. They're going to fucking, you know, better facilities. LSU, it's just more lore. Uh, yeah, you go for it. I mean, that's what they're going to do. Okay, you know? what about at USC? How, what have you heard about USC? That kind of got real quiet, and maybe it's because USC stinks or whatever. They're playing Notre Dame this weekend, yeah. so it'll be national television. I'm sure that'll be a conversation. What are you hearing out of there, and who could go there? Is that going to be Urban Meyer? <laughs> well, if SC hires Urban, in my opinion, they've lost all – not that they really have integrity, but they've lost it all because you're going to hire him after the whole debacle in the bar scene. You know, what are you telling everybody? Fuck it. You can you could fuck with 21 year old blondes in a bar, but we'll hire you as our college football coach in Southern California around the most fucking beautiful women in the world. Let's go. Let's hire this fucking guy. So 
I don't know if that's what they do or if they want to even do they even care. But it's a result oriented business. Urban wins in college. And I think that's what's going to happen. I don't know. But again, Dave Aranda, another the same person I mentioned for LSU would be a great I mean, at least be a conversation piece to have. Who is this guy? I don't even know who this guy is. He's a friend of yours. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's from Cali. So that's the only other reason. So he was a DC at LSU and then he got the head job. He's now the head coach at Baylor right now winning. Oh, he beat the and fuck out of West Virginia. So he he's a he's a guy who's from Cali who understands the climate, who's not even a guy I've heard about. But I don't know why I haven't heard his name in this mix, because, you're you know, I think like I've been saying, you need a California guy in USC. I think I, I actually think Dante, a good friend of mine, for, a former assistant of mine, help, help coach of mine, uh, coach together, actually, in the Juco ranks together, pulling up. He's the interim at SC. He, in my opinion, I think he's going to get a big win this weekend. At, SC, at Notre Dame. Okay. I don't think they've lost three in a row to Notre Dame. And uh, I just think this is one of those type of seasons and games. And uh, hopefully those players rally around them. But it's, I think it's in South Bend. Um, you know, they lost by three and four the last two years. So I think they can win this one on the road. And, uh, and I, like I said, I don't think Notre Dame is very good. They just keep, you know, getting by certain shitty other shitty teams. They keep beating. So, uh, I don't know, but hey, JB, what about that job? What about Brian Kelly and that job? What do you, uh, what do you think? It, it seems like almost a, a really difficult place to win with unbelievable expectations on whoever is there. Yeah. I'm shocked that he's been there that long, man. He's, I guess what I could say about him is he's ultra consistent. As, as far as what he's been able to do at Notre Dame, I guess he just continues to win 10 games. But he, but I always tell people, I said, dude, unless you win your last game, it doesn't really matter. And I'm surprised Notre Dame has kept him without, you know, actually winning the big one. Um, you know, you have all these, like you said, these expectations are, are quite lofty nowadays. It, it, it's, it's, I, I equate it to like the Nebraskas and the Miamis and the Florida States, like, College football is not the same with those programs being shitty, in my opinion. That's why I always knock the transfer portal. I just think football is a lot better when the Michigans, the USC's, the Nebraska's, the Notre Dame's, Miami's are better. They're not um, because of that, my whole issue on this transfer portal. But um, Notre Dame's a hard place, man, and especially when you got kids falling off film booths and shit. But, you know, at the same time, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're ever going to get the elite How many talent. How years ago was that? <laughs> so long. So long. But anyway, JB and Ty. Anytime. No, they, oh, yeah. We won't sh- forget. <laughs> can't, can't forget that, huh, JB? Um, okay, so, so we got SC over Notre Dame. You got LSU plus eight against Ole Miss. You like Dave Miranda for the LSU job and the USC job. What'd you call him? Aranda? Yeah. <laughs> Aranda. A-R-A-N-D-A, right? R-A-A-R-A-N-D-A, yeah. Not Miranda. By the way, your best guest you've ever had on, no offense to AJ or Aaron Rodgers or anybody, is that fucking Geo kid. (laughs) Yeah, he's awesome, wasn't he? He was the coolest dude of all time. He's had 20 fucking surgeries, hip replacement, life is too short speech, and then we got fucks out here like Ben Simmons and Kyrie who can't fucking go play. <laughs> like, you motherfucking privileged fucks. Like, you enabled fucking... Oh, man, that shit irks me. When you see a kid like him and you're like, you fucking enabled fuck. Go, go $100 million, but you can't go to fucking work. Well, hey, JB, I will say, as soon as Gio walked in here, there's just like this aura that no surrounds doubt. him. And he gets... 
he takes a lot of heat on the internet, obviously, as all really? sports people do. Yeah, and I just, I because I've been a follower of his for like a year now or whatever. I love that kid, JB. I fucking Holy love fuck. him. He's taking heat. That's crazy to me. Like that's how these bottom feeding fucks on Instagram, on Twitter, man. I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be shitting me. You're gonna take give that kid heat. Like you have no fucking moral compass, man. Like you fucking shitbirds. <laughs> hey, they're never coming back from that. By the way, those be, there's no way yeah. they can get back you in. Put your soul on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what have you been into this week? You watch any uh, like Squid Game or anything? Or are you just football all day? What do you do as a oh, hobby, no. dude? I've never, you know, I've never watched Netflix. Like, I don't watch Netflix. I don't watch shit. I don't really watch shit, man. I've never been a TV guy. You know, for like AJ can probably attest, when you're a player or a coach, when you start coaching and then you, when you go straight from playing to coaching, it's, it was, I think, when I when I stopped coaching two years ago, I believe it was 28 years straight of, of weekends being occupied by football. So especially the last, like, 18, 19 as a coach. So Saturdays and Sundays are game plan, film, breakdown, scouting reports, everything and or playing the actual game so you don't get to watch tv you don't watch college football you don't get to watch nfl and i just started watching clips of kids that i had actually playing either at the four-year or in the nfl i just tried to watch those guys um but you know what do you do as a hobby do you have any hobby? Squid game is huh? do you have any hobbies what are you just football all ball all day yeah, I mean, fuck. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, they say you're jack all trades, master of none. So I tried to be, I tried to master drinking whiskey and fucking smoking cigars. <laughs> uh, you know what I did though, man? I didn't watch Squid Game. I haven't watched any of those. I don't watch. I don't even know what the fuck Squid Game is. I could not tell you what the fuck that even was. It sounds like real fucking weird to me. Watch a uh, Google. Uh, watch Human Centipede. That'll get you right into everything. Jesus. Human Centipede? Nah, do not Google yeah, just that. JB, do not. like a fucking 70s porn movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, well. Pretty much. Pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what I did, Pat, this week, though. I, 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 I was like, you know, if you want to achieve greatness, stop asking for fucking permission, right? That's a quote I live by. Uh, I went out and uh, I got an opportunity like thrown my way. I can't tell all the details. But I actually got a fucking Maserati. What? Whew. Where? I got it right here in my fucking driveway right now. <laughs> I, put in my, I put in the garage last night, and I think I was super fucking loaded because I was so happy that I was given this gift. And uh, I don't even know how I got it in the garage or what happened, but this beautiful all black on black Maserati is in my possession. Pink slip and everything. My name. It's mine. No it's way. Mine. You got a murdered out Maserati right now in your garage. You have no clue how it ended up there, huh? No, I know how I got it, but I'm just saying I got an opportunity and I was like, you got to be shitting me. So it's really just kind of a promotional deal that I was given this car for my car. Free and clear. Wow. And, uh, Motherfucker. It is hey, how about you? Out of Compton, okay, become a Netflix star, don't watch Netflix, can uh, commit 28 years of your life to the game, and now you got a Maserati showing up at your house. You are the American dream, JB. Hey, it's it's that. It ain't shit else. Hey, what it ain't you? no fucking luck. You know, I'll talk about preparation meets luck and all this bullshit. Nah, fuck that. You got to go turn over rocks and get the shit done. Well, preparation so, meets opportunity is what they call luck. I mean, yeah, you were close yeah, there. I don't, yeah. I don't believe all that shit. <laughs> uh, like, kind of like you, though. The universe kind of speaks to you in certain ways, but I think you got to go get the shit. I can't. I kind of just floats it out there. You got to go figure out how to get the shit. So but. what are you doing? You're turning... You're putting in, I assume there is, yeah, there's definitely. You're putting Bluetooth on. You're turning some music down. You're going, hey, 
Same hood, new whip. You're going windows down, music loud with that Maserati today and tomorrow, I assume, driving around? Well, that's the interesting part about this, because after this show, it's funny you said windows down. The fucking driver's side window won't roll down. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, I, I'm, go- <laughs> I'm going to get just a punch it out. Punch it out, man. First of all. Hi, AJ. I said, just punch it out. If you need it down, just punch it out yeah, and no tell the people shit. who gave it's it to you they need to fix it. about that shit. <laughs> You got a Goodwill Maserati showed up at the house. The window doesn't. <laughs> what do you have to do? What kind of commitment do you have to do? Hey, That's a lot. Fuck it. America, blast me. I don't care. But if I roll by, tell your girl to jump in, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hey, hey, did those cigars get to you? They have not yet. Uh, they should be there soon, though, right? Yeah, they should be. They should be. They'll be there this week. I, I don't even know. I got to check the tracking, but they're coming from Long Beach. Right, that might be okay. where AJ's at right now, Coach. We have no idea where he is. There is zero sun in the Midwest, yeah. and AJ is coming from a bright spot. He might have some water behind him with the shades pulled down. It looks like he's on a, you know, I don't know, got some water behind him. AJ's a secretive dude, man. It's a good thing. I heard, I heard uh, Dan on the show this morning. I texted him happy birthday to his daughter, you know, and uh, he was like texting me right away. I'm like, wait, I'm watching you live. Is this fucking live or not? Because you're texting me instantaneously. I'm like, damn. But uh, he's funny, man. He seems like a good dude. He's he's absolutely one hundred percent wrong in all the shit he said. <laughs> he really looks like a great dude. No, he really looks like a great guy. I mean, everything that comes out of his mouth is complete bullshit. But he seems like he's a great. You guys, and I said this too, Dan. You guys are polar opposite ends of the spectrum of whites. You know what I mean? He is the the whitest white, you know, and you are on the opposite end of the spectrum. I used to tell coaches similar shit to what you were telling them. I used to tell coaches, I used to have like a bookworms, you know, a, a spreadsheet guy that was an analytical guy. And then I had my grindy recruiting coordinator or whatever. And I would tell him, I said, if you two fuckers morphed and had a kid some way, he would be Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> That is kind of that is kind of the deal. Like maybe that would be the balance. You know what I'm saying? If we somehow had a fucking kid some way morphed, we would have the perfect fucker to talk on the issue. Coach JB, going back to Ben Simmons, I feel like you had a lot of like when you were in Independence, you had a lot of kids who kind of had that same mindset. Who is like, oh, I'm too good to be here. I don't deserve to be here. Like, or I mean, I shouldn't be here. I should be somewhere else. How did you deal with that um, when it was like a guy who you knew, like, hey, we're probably going to need this guy if if we want to go win football games this year. Man, it people don't realize that a lot of these four-year coaches, I think, struggle in this regard for some reason because they're ingenuine, disgenuine in my opinion. But it's relationship-based, number one. You have to treat every single individual totally, completely different than the next person. But the team has to some way be shaped in the same goals and ideology. So you have to have the same team. You know, this is my mission statement. These are my goals, uh, et cetera, et cetera. If you're late, we all do this. If you miss, we all do this. Individually, though, in my office by myself, you know, you're going to have to be a completely different person with that individual and build that relationship and have, and you're his safe haven. You're basically, he can come to you now and say, okay, coach, I, I got this baby mama issue. I got a fucking uncle that got killed and shot and I got to, my mama sick. They won't really tell you those things unless they start to understand that you have their back. And a lot of these coaches don't get that. And they, that's the reason a lot of these coaches, in my opinion, that the, the recycled ones is just continue to keep getting recycled at these D1 jobs. They they uh, they have no clue 
Uh, number one, you take a job like Brett Bellum. I don't know if you've heard his his uh, his recent rant about how <laughs> shitty the talent is that he inherited at Illinois. Well, fuck, coach him up, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> shit, this is your job. You make $4 million and you're going to throw little kids under the bus and tell them how shitty your fucking job is? Yeah. Sorry, motherfucker. I'm doing a podcast from my house. I'll take <laughs> your job. Okay, like, hold on. Let's talk about this, though, because I've heard that there's some coaches and people are like, well, he's not like that. Like, he's not like a guy that he just kind of is administrative. He kind of stays out of the conversation day to day. I don't, I don't know how, as a coach, you can't connect with your team. I, I don't understand how that's even a feasible outcome, especially in the world that we're in where you don't have a connection with every single player, you know? I'll tell you why and how. It's real simple, and I've learned this to be fact. Manny Diaz, head coach of Miami right now, for instance, takes a head coaching job at Temple. One day later, resigns and takes a job at Miami. After the one, let me let me reiterate, uh, restate this. One day after signing day, he he resigned and took the Miami job. So he signed a fucking class to Temple to come play for him, and said, "Fuck you, I'm out. I'm to Miami." Those kids can't chase him and follow him. So now you got a bunch of kids that are there to answer your question. Why can they not have a connection for that fact alone? I might fucking get up and bounce out of here. I'm going to keep this professional standoffish relationship. And the kids finally realize it that, okay, he sold me a car in my house with my mom. I get to campus. This motherfucker walks right by me and he don't know me anymore. And now you're like, oh, shit. And now, oh, fuck. By the way, your coach just took a job in Miami. What? I just signed. I can't get out of this. I can't get out. So, like, the kids get screwed in that regard. That's why I do understand certain people's takes on the transfer portal in that regard. But then my rebuttal is don't choose the fucking coach to go play for. Make it a decision, a business decision, because they're making a business decision every day and they're leaving you. It's hard. It could be hard to trust people again or coaches again, by the way, especially if that situation would happen. And it's for me, when I was at West Virginia, obviously Rich left after our junior year and our entire class who had just won, you know, three straight bowl games at that point. We lost the game against Pitt, part, mostly my fault. We could have won the national championship. I think we were all thinking, hey, next year, we're going to go like, hey, we're immediately after the game. That was like almost what we all fell back on is like we fucked it up this year. OK, but next year we're going to go. And then, boom, a couple days later, Rich Rod's going to Michigan or whatever. It's hard to trust when everybody's being told to buy in, buy in, buy in. And then sometimes the person that's telling you to buy in automatically opts out. And it's like, well, how can I trust anything anymore with anybody? And some people can never get over that, you know? Look, look at, the, look at the, the, the standard right now, Nick Saban, all right? He's the standard still. Until you knock the champ out, he's still the standard. Even if you don't win it this year, he's still the standard for probably five more years if he didn't win it, right? The issue is kids and their parents know Nick Saban ain't fucking leaving. He's not going anywhere. What's the percentage? His NFL days are done. He tried that. He's he, there's not another job in America right now unless he's like, fuck it. I want to live in Cali and I'm just going to go out and, and, and try to win a few at, and, and retire in California. That ain't I don't see Nick doing that. So my thing is parents and kids, I think, are understanding. Well, this guy is the best in the business right now. These kids go to the NFL. They get coached up. They get tutored up in every aspect really known to man um, in the program. And now they're instantly either job ready for the United States, the universe, they're job ready or they're NFL ready and they're going to the NFL and they're going to make a lot of money. Why are, aren't you going to go there? So 
he they know he's not leaving. They know his uh, his basically reputation precedes itself. And so kids are going there in 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 large amounts and they're not going to the schools that continue to have high turnover, like all these recyclable jobs. I mean, look at all the jobs that are just always there's a new place. And Nick probably kills that in recruiting. Oh, LSU, by the way, this is your third fucking head coach in five years. Hey, by the way, Auburn, it's your fourth coach in fucking seven years. Yeah. You, sure, you sure you want to go there? Like, I'd be killing that shit. What about Dabo and Clemson, JB? What's going on there? The quarterback's supposed to be a stud. Like, what are they doing? Are they going to be able to, to figure it out? Good family friend of mine, man, and uh, he's a great kid, great family. Fuck, man. The, the Polynesian culture is so, so different, as you know. Uh, you know what, man? I, I truly believe I try to tell people, quit being so quick to judge these quarterbacks, all of them, NFL, college, whatever. You know, he last year he came in. Everybody's like, well, he broke a record against Notre Dame. They lost, but he threw for 480 or whatever. And I said, listen, man, there's a different pressure on you when you know sunshine. Um, Trevor Lawrence was sitting there hurt for a few games, and I really have no law. I have nothing to lose here. I'm going to go out here and ball my nuts swing, my nuts out. And I'm going to rip it. And if I don't, who cares? Nobody's going to talk shit about me. So he had two games last, last year as a true freshman where he balled out. Everyone thinks, oh, now he's a Heisman candidate coming into this year. And he's looked like horse shit, right? Because I believe the pressure has, has been so insurmountable on an 18-year-old kid. And then the public persona of him is supposed to be he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But when in fact is, dude, he's a human. He's, he's fucking out here trying to learn a system that in theory they have no weapons around him like they've had in the past and they have also been pretty injury uh, prone so you know they still got a good defense and everything but you know I, I just think he's gonna he's having his true sophomore blues like you know that's a real thing with a lot of quarterbacks they really struggle and really he didn't really play as a true freshman like everyone thinks he played two games so like it's not like he played a whole season so this is his real first season, and I think he's taking his licks. Um, can he bounce back from it personally? I hope so. Um, but, you know, Dabo, I'm, he's up for LSU as far as names, and he, he kind of came out yesterday, oh, I'm only one Death Valley to me, and that's here at Clemson. You know how that goes. Uh, but, uh, I, I don't know. I don't think – I don't see Dabo leaving Clemson. I wouldn't leave Clemson for LSU. I mean, have you been to that place? No, Holy but especially with, with what he's built. Hour two wrapping up on SiriusXM. We're back in six minutes. You're the absolute best. Cheers. Still live on YouTube. Had to go to a heart out there on uh, SiriusXM. Dabo, one bad year. Imagine with what he built up in Clemson in the ACC. If he had one bad year and then all of a sudden he leaves. That would be to the, your exact point of what you said about not being able to trust anybody. He had all this incredible run. He was talking about how big the playoffs should be before the season. Hey, I talked to my players. They, they don't want to play more games. Huh? Hey, listen, <laughs> we made it in with four. We're going to make it in with 12. You're not, actually, this year. But if he was just to pick up and leave, that would be exactly to the point of what you were discussing earlier. No doubt about it. Like, I'm, this is the thing to me. Like, I don't know how you can't see this. It's not very big. But look at this shit, dude. Like, $9,700,000. <laughs> and, and look at his buyout, Nick Saban. $40 million <laughs> to buy him out. And if you look at Jimbo Fisher's buyout, it's $95 million. Let me ask you something. What in the fuck has Jimbo Fisher done besides having the one year at Florida State He's been a great play caller his career, his life, and all that. He beat Saban this year, which really is meaningless. You're going to pay this dude $95 million to leave. He makes $75 million. I mean, he makes $7.5 a year. That's a lot of money. I, I mean, but also, great negotiating. 
Great negotiator. Yeah. What did you say about Jimbo Fisher? He was uh, 29 and 11 in his first 40 games. The same as fucking my, a good friend of mine, Kevin Sumlin. Yeah. He got a $95 million buyout and Kevin Sumlin got set to fuck up. It's a fascinating he thing. And went to, he, he went to college hell right now, like purgatory, which is called the University of Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> so like, he goes to Arizona and actually he's been decent. But look at this. Look at look at Arizona right now. They're having walk on tryouts from the campus at a fucking power five university right now as we speak. And this is an NFL coach who coached for Bill Belichick last year. And is another reason I, I talk about on my podcast. I'm like, this is another dude who's left Belichick's tree and is absolute dog shit. All right. All right. Okay. All right let's run through. Uh, you're right. That tree does seem to not be great. You got LSU plus eight against Ole Miss because I think your picks are getting hot, JB. Mm-hmm. I think you're actually doing well here as of late. I got a few interesting ones. I, 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 I got SC beat Notre Dame. I don't think that's the pick of the week or nothing, but Notre Dame's favored by seven. So that's a pretty uh, big upset. It'd be a pretty big win. I got Oregon. UCLA actually is minus one. I don't know how that is possible. Uh, Chip Kelly revisiting his old stomping grounds there with Oregon coming in. I got Oregon winning that game. Um, okay. Like I said, I'm taking LSU to cover the eight. Uh, okay. I'm actually. This is an interesting one. Uh, this might ha- make you happy. It's interesting to me, though. Pittsburgh is minus three and a half versus Clemson t- this week. Um, I'm taking Pittsburgh. They're five and one. Clemson's like four and two. Wow. Um, I think this is the championship ACC title game, really. Um, <sighs> Could you imagine if uh, old Bickle, imagine Chris, Chris Bickle, Bickle, class Chris of Bickle. 1997. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They become AS. Did you? He did a twenty-five million dollar donation so that the head coaching job of the University of Pitt would be called the Chris Bickle Class of '97 head coach of the Pittsburgh Panthers. That's what he did. Really? Yes, twenty-five mil. Just however you need to use it. I would just like the head coaching title to be my name, Class of '97 head coach. That's actually happened in the world we're in. And right look now. at them now. They're about to win the fucking ACC. Damn. I, I mean, I, I won. You know, you know, I don't. I don't think Tennessee. I don't think Alabama's going to beat Tennessee by twenty-five, though. Right. It, I would. I would say they would have beat Tennessee by twenty-five last week after losing to A and M. But now a week's gone by. Seventeen, twenty-year-olds back on Twitter. Eh, we're playing Tennessee. <laughs> I think they'll. I think they win. Obviously, I don't think they win by twenty-five. Uh, you know, the shock. That this is a game that watch, man. An interesting one to me. Michigan's won six in a row um, in this game. Northwestern's having a down year, um, but I think Northwestern covers the 23 and a half. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't think, I just think they, they'll have a little pride there playing for old Fitzpatrick. Um, I mean, Fitzgerald. I think they cover 23 and a half. Um, that's really the, man, it's a Hey, that's week. good. That was good. That's yeah. great. Let's go, go ahead and watch those. We can't thank you enough for joining us, JB. Yeah. I love talking to you every single week, man. All right, guys. I appreciate you. Hey, listen to the Slapdick podcast, Smoke. Slapdick cigars, drink slapdick whiskey, and listen to the head of the slapdicks chat every single Friday, ladies and gentlemen, Coach JB. Thank you. Yeah, Coach. Yeah, All right, that's the show. Thank you so much for listening, following along, watching on YouTube. There is so much shit out there that you could be spending your time with, and the fact that you want to spend it with us, we are incredibly appreciative. Once again, Pat is on Friday Night SmackDown. Tonight at 8 p.m. on Fox, live from Wichita. Enjoy the games this weekend. We will see you for Overreaction Monday.
Cheers. 